He later explained to Newsweek that if the NFL wanted to do that, they should have warned the viewers beforehand. If the NFL wants to have crotch shots at halftime, put up a warning. May not be suitable for young children, he said. Do you remember when they had that warning for uh, Mercy? The video with Jay-Z and, and oh, yeah, it was causing, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was causing yeah. seizures. Oh. I just saw that in my head, like, yeah. warning this way. <laughs> or like, uh, what was it, Cloverfield? <laughs> Here's the Booty incoming. Boner alert. I don't think you're ready for the jelly. Can you handle this? Yeah, because who would have known if you tuned into the Super Bowl from Miami that you were going to see gyrating Latinas? That's the foolishness of anything close to that being pornography. Thank you. Yeah, agree. Ridiculous statement to make. The warning was... They said, motherfucking J-Lo and Shakira, oh. we're going to perform at halftime of the Super Bowl. And so they, they didn't oh, no. do anything out of character. Yeah, you know, I'm like, one just had a movie where she played a stripper and the other one is Shakira. So, I mean, it's <laughs> like... Even if you know nothing about their careers, right. like, hips don't lie, yes. it's in American culture. Right. Like, it's in American culture. Right. It's part of American culture. It's got like 4 million views right. on YouTube or some shit. As soon as Jedediah heard that one of the singers <laughs> had a song called Hips Don't better. Lie, Make it at better. that point, Jedediah should have turned off the TV. <laughs> I am once again asking you to listen to the weekend it take. Back again. Hosted by. Call me your day. Dr. Lewis. No. Heads. It is heads. Hosted by oh. Daniel Davidson. Yay yay. Welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen. I am Daniel Davidson. Will be your host for today. I'm gonna do some people over here to my right. I have this being Poppy T Huff. So what's up, T Huff? What it do, baby? Other part of the team over here, Austin Brazina, aka Birdman. Say what's oh, up, Austin? He's got a nickname. What it do as well? Yay! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were feeling all my catchphrases. I was kind of weird. I was kind of weird. Wait a minute. I'd like to start off today with a little bit of crow. <laughs> and of course, the oh. Reverend. D.R. Lewis, the third. Not the third. Oh, okay. You always get that wrong. I'm sorry, my brother. There's only one. The one and only. That's my joint right there. But even better for today, we also have a special guest. Returning guest. Returning. Our favorite guest. Returning king. Mariani. Please say what's up to the people. Yay, yay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to sit over here for like the next two hours trying not to make like surprise Pikachu face. Yeah. Because I know she's going to get deep on something and I'm going to be like. Terrell's favorite guest of all time. Honestly, all of my favorite guests of all time. Yeah. Like, y'all don't see me on the camera, like, but, like, the whole time I'm just like, word. (laughs) She's so smart. Like, look, hits blunt. (laughs) (laughs) It's lit. So, yeah, we're going to get to the game. We have a pretty good rundown. Give you a quick preview. We're going to talk about the uh, the halftime show. A lot of of scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt, controversy. Flame, hot fire flame, you know what I'm saying? Hot fire takes, takes everywhere. Big also, takes everywhere. <laughs> also, we're talking a little bit about a little WNBA, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Something for the masses. The and what was our last one for today? It was, it was, it was you. Is this your king? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm doing a little rant for today as well. So Daniel's technically his first uh, appearance as a regular host. Hmm. So, you know, we got to let him, got to throw his feet into the fire. Oh, yeah. But to start us off, though, we have the first take from T. Huff to see what he's going to be talking about. Oh take it away, T. Huff. Hey, wait, whoa, but it's sponsored by J&T Charters, official charters of the Memphis Grizzlies. What do they do? Uh, they sponsor us. 
All right, he pays. They, they awesome. might <laughs> and, and they might need to become the official sponsor of the San Antonio Spurs because I, I think the JNT Charter is supposed to be sponsoring a trash team. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Terrell has multiple first takes today. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Bro. I, no, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna stick with, with what we, you know, we're gonna go with the halftime show. Stay on topic, sir. Don't have no control of this podcast, Broham. Let me explain something right quick. I am the captain. Now, look, I understand all this supposed backlash about the um, theme of the halftime show for what the Super the Bowl. Just in your own words. Um, and, just, huh? I, just want, I just wanted to know why it sounded like you had a refreshing Sprite just now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the show was. Thank you, Kobe. Kobe. It's funny because I'm like, that's probably what a lot of people felt after watching it. Yeah, yeah. There was, yes. There, there was definitely... Uh, I, I don't want to think about it too much, but there might have been a release or two in the country at, at, after when that ended. That being said, look, I'm a little bit concerned about... <laughs> Where are we going with this? <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned about these people that are clutching pearls over the halftime show. Because... Wasn't nobody clutching pearls when Adam Levine was walking his scrawny ass across the stage, oh, no. singing some, time. singing every wedding song that we ever heard ever in our lives. <laughs> and now Damn. you get a couple of Latinas doing what Latinas do, okay? And I happen to know because I'm married to one. And <laughs> look, she met, look. My wife danced through that entire halftime show, and she ain't never done it before. My four year old son. And this is the part where, you know what, I'm going to understand a little bit where some of y'all are coming from that are complaining about that halftime show. I'm not complaining about my son's reaction to that halftime show. My son is four years old, and that boy didn't move for a solid 10 minutes. He stared at a 70-inch TV screen, weird flex, I know, and he did not, he did not move. And he is four, and there is no not moving in him even when he's asleep. So I understand that there are probably some young fellas that probably saw that and went, and, and, and probably their whole lives were probably changed. But the point of the matter is this. It's the halftime show of the Super Bowl. That wasn't the Disney Channel, all right? So let's stop fronting like little kids are seeing this every single day of their lives because there's been a lot worse. I mean, come on, man. Lady Gaga jumped off the top of something. So I'm just saying... It's not that big of a deal. You're going to see different things on different Super Bowl halftime shows. Also, shout out to my man that apparently is suing um, someone for $867 trillion because supposedly this, he's, he's a reverend. Trillion. Apparently, he's a reverend. Yes. And um, he literally is suing someone on NFL for $867 trillion. He's suing because um, it made him have like... The, Unholy thoughts. Yes. Started, like, oh, I didn't want to cheat, but the halftime show. Right, right. Apparently, just <laughs> always have some weird Ponzi scheme type shit. It's like, yes. it's like I need, a, I need to hit a lick. Eight hundred sixty-seven trillion, baby. Yeah. I don't even know how he came up with that number, but. But let me summarize it like this. Y'all need to calm down because y'all are literally upset about something that Latinas do every damn Sunday when they clean up the house. <laughs> Sit y'all asses down. <laughs> 
and stop fronting. I'm having flashbacks to okay? <laughs> because it wasn't a damn, la- it was not a, I'm telling you right now, there was not a Latino household in the entire country. Mm-hmm. Or this hemisphere, for that matter, yeah, yeah. that was upset about what the hell they saw that night Man, because that shit is normal. Okay, so stop fronting, and all this pearl clutching needs to stop. It's the halftime show of the Super Bowl, and that's all I'm gonna say about the Super Bowl because I'm still traumatized. Keep oh, it so, moving. So never throw back to Terrell for the duration. I want to hear about none of them. And that has been Terrell's first take. But we don't keep on talking about though. Sponsored by J and T Charters, official charters of the San Antonio Spurs. There we go. And it cut off the rampage? <laughs> Somebody throw him over the rampage. So as you can tell from the opening take, very polarizing, very emotional times for the halftime show. I hate, I don't even want to jump in on that, but I hate the polarizing term it is because it's not polarizing. It really no. is. There's what side are you on? Because I want to be on the opposite. No, the far opposite. Right, no. <laughs> I'm on the side that of righteousness. Change. I'm not even sure. But I'm saying, like, I hate that polarization argument because it's the same shit with the whole Trump fucking argument. It's like, no, this isn't polarizing. Y'all are on the fucking wrong side. No, and I understand what That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I know, and I know that, but I just hate, like, that legitimizes that other side where it's like, now they have a point. The kids should be taking that. No, motherfucker. There ain't no other side of this argument, but I understand. I'm being a little, would you, let being the host, a little would you let the host host? Hey. No, 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 no. I mean, Check so. Your words. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is. So, first of all, how do you feel about the halftime, just in general? Not about the outrage or anything, but what was your point of view or your feelings about the show? How was it done? Uh, honestly, I, I, this is a pretty odd take, I guess. I was more, because, you know, we were doing business that day. Yeah. Right. We, we kicked it over to the, to, to the ladies. I was more just watching them kill it because they were just enjoying themselves and. And, you know, talking about it and, you know, breaking it down. And it was just fun to watch. I, I obviously didn't watch a ton of the halftime show. Obviously, when I looked over, I was like, oh, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez looking good, doing good things. Good. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad that, they, like, they, there was a lot of stuff that I missed that, you know, just reading, like, the discourse afterwards. Yeah. About, like, what all the meaning was. Like, I didn't get all that in real time, which, you know. I'm not necessarily going to get all that in real time because that's not my basis of knowledge. It probably wasn't meant for you to get in real time, yeah, actually. Yeah, but it was cool to see how other people uh, reacted and loved it and saw, picked up on those things. Right. But for me, I was just enjoying what we had been putting on, which was we were doing our Super Bowl our party and we, letting the women you know, take over and shit. That was fun. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I was attacking from. And then, of course, I look over and I'm like, yeah, Shakira and J-Lo, they're just talented. I mean, for, for a while, everybody in the room was stopped just watching yeah, the halftime show yeah, and not doing anything else. So. It was <laughs> lit, <dude>. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, dude, a 50-year-old Puerto Rican and a 43-year-old Colombian are on stage doing things that, like, women have their age, like, can't That was do. my like, thing. I was like, bro, what in the like, world? They, I, had to, I had to double check their age and everything. I was like, yeah, this can't be for real. Like, I'm just like, how, bro? Like, mm. oh, my gosh. And so that, that was the perspective that, I, that mm. I took from it. And, you know, more so for me, the enjoyment came, like, kind of afterwards, seeing what all the stuff went on that I missed and seeing how it just, you know, like like Terrell kind of said in his first take, a lot of just, you know, Latinx people were just right. enjoying themselves and having yeah. a good time. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, it was, was in Miami, bro. And, that, that's like, all, and that's always fun. Wasn't in Minnesota, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know? True, true. Like, God. Mm-mm. Yeah, so for me, I mean, like, like Derek kind of hit at it too. That it was just a party. Like, that's really what it was. It was like, hey, we're all having fun. This is a great performance, great party. Uh, the the two things that stood out to me the most because I'm a huge Shakira fan. With like, her set list was very global. Yeah, so yeah. that stood out to me right away. I was like, she hit a, a wide gamut of songs that mm-hmm. aren't 
her most popular. Of course, she played some of the most popular ones, like Whenever, Wherever, where they started popping off fireworks. I was like, sure. oh, this is dope. But like, she just hit a wide gamut of her her, her global songs. She played Waka Waka. She did, mm-hmm. uh, oh, damn, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's the one that's the one she belly dances to. Yes. But anyways. Um, Hips you know, don't lie. <laughs> she does that, that one too. too. <laughs> <laughs> not no, it's the one where she had the rope though. It's a, a, a oh, fuck. I'm not gonna fuck it up because it's in Spanish. But anyways, like that, that's a, a Middle Eastern theme song. Yeah. So anyways, long story short, that was like my big takeaway from her. And then um, the big other takeaway was when J Lo comes out with the Puerto Rican and American flag. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, these are huge, like big moments for like visualness. Yeah, especially um, with the lights and the fence oh, thing. Yeah, like I, I had to go back and look, and and like I totally didn't catch that. And then her, you know, her daughter singing "Born in the USA." Like. I caught it from that aspect, and then I had, I went back and looked because I was like the lights because they were crossing each other like fences, just like the ones that the kids were in yeah, on the border. No, and I was like, oh times. my! Yeah. Like, and so after going back and seeing it, because my my daughter, which is another part of the, my first take that I didn't mention, my daughter has not stopped watching the halftime show of the Super Bowl <laughs> in a week. It, eh? She keeps going back and watching it. And she's like. And yeah. So yeah, like she idolizes everything that she saw, and I have absolutely no freaking issues with that. So also on a lighter note, me and Austin were in a fierce battle over who dances better, Shakira or Jay. Oh, Shakira. And, 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 I'll say Shakira hands down. Austin roundly. I was never trying to knock J-Lo and there's no knock on J-Lo J-Lo is a specific kind of dancer Shakira looks like she just goes to like countries and soaks up their entire culture in dance and then like in a a very reverential way yeah no yes that's what I'm saying a lot of people do that and it's not right like not in like a yeah not in like a stealing it kind of way like she literally when you watch her dance you get the impression she goes to like a country in her travels for whatever reason and she sees them doing it and she learns it with mm-hmm. them and then she comes and she when she has a, a, a whether it's a um uh whether it's a, a concert or whatever it might be when she writes that song because that's the other part of it is is that she's not just doing a dance generally speaking not only is she doing the dance but she tends to write a song that has some sort of cultural background that's shared with the dance that she's doing and she learns it and you could tell she immerses herself at least for a while in whatever that culture is and then she pays this huge homage to it when she does what she does and so that's the only reason why I felt like her as a as a an artist she was a little bit more well-rounded in what she was doing and what she does um, than J-Lo but then J-Lo is just like J-Lo came up to Jenny from the blog and was like alright shit well right but but, but she did they both did what they did and that was the thing is like neither of them sort of like went off and said oh we're gonna try to throw something new in the mix no we're gonna do what we do which is hilarious about the outrage to me because it's like they did exactly what you've known them to do for their entire right idea. like none of that changed <laughs> well, at all. well I think what was impressive though is for being a two person act like the energy never dropped once at all and at through all. the entire it's performance at all. straight energy and that's that's that's, yeah. that's pretty amazing because a lot of the other shows will kind of have that low kind of go down yeah, in terms of energy exactly. and stuff. But how bad Bunny and a uh, uh, old dude from Mijente like Jay Balvin, yeah, yeah, yeah Jay Balvin. What the one that looked like Ali G? <laughs> like, look. Yeah. So I really don't like that Bunny, but I respect what he does. Yeah. Like, it's funny. Well, no, I respect what he does too. But like, there was one part that stuck out to me, and I actually pointed it out to my daughter when I saw it. There was a part where they were both on stage together, and it was Shakira's turn to do her thing. And you saw J-Lo step away and it zoomed, the camera zoomed out and it got a wide shot. And you saw J-Lo walking around the outer part of the stage and she's hyping the crowd. Yeah. Oh no, they, they That shit fun. was dope yeah. to yeah, me. Like fun. that right there was like, cause she could have easily just like stepped off and just like, 
Or even but like no, like she stepped off and she was are, yeah. Are back to camera and they both start shaking at the same yeah. time. Yeah, that was like, fun for them. They, like, they were, were hype. Yes, yeah. like they were each other's hype person. Like that right there, nah, dude. Like you haven't. I don't think a lot of people wanted to say like I, I heard a lot of hot takes like this was the greatest halftime show I've ever seen. I don't know. What I was looking at was the fact that you saw those two people carry that halftime show, and they did it in a way where it was so complimentary of each and other. We don't, we don't always have to compare things, man. Like, Agree. That's what I'm saying. Halftime shows are good. Halftime shows are good for different reasons. Right. Like, but I mean, I just saw a lot of takes like, like on Twitter where I was like, this is the greatest I've ever seen. I, I'm like, dude, come on. I think that the reason why this one had so many takes and like there was really nothing said about last year's is because it was so boring mm. like it was it was i mean he took his shirt off and yeah. still people were underwhelmed adam levine was a we can't get nobody else maroon 5 has pick. been quote-unquote boring for a long ass time now and, <laughs> that's right. and, and really they had fans back in the day before they changed to maroon 5 yeah. where they were like yo this is where they had heart in their music yeah. songs about jane now, remains like my favorite yeah. maroon 5 uh, right. album and i've heard that right. they are like i haven't seen them live but i've heard from people that they are Extremely boring live. So, well, but you and just. Also, you got to remember, it wasn't Maroon 5, it was Atmovie. Yeah, that's little, a, Which is a little different. Which to me felt like. A lot of people. No, no, yeah, I'm just saying, like, it wasn't like yeah. it was Maroon 5. Was Maroon 5? It was. Was it? Okay. Because I. Honestly, But like, people just keep talking about Adam Levine. Like, it's because when your lead singer doesn't have stage presence, sure. then the whole group just falls and she, he, he doesn't have stage presence. No Casey, bro. Yeah. So, but the reason I loved I loved the halftime show is because it, I know that they don't, like, the artists don't get paid. Sure. But the NFL pays for everything. So the NFL had to pay for two Latinx women to loudly be themselves. And not just that, but to make statements yeah and for me i admit that for me it hasn't been as hard to like just stop engaging with the nfl because i never really did it to begin with yeah but i've done it with more purpose ever since the whole thing with kaepernick happened because i'm not to me i'm like you can keep like you, you can just keep your entire thing so for me to see that the during the halftime show I was like, oh, so you're paying for two women. Like, you're paying for all this. So since they know you're paying for it, they're going all out. Mm. Like, Shakira was wearing boots with 30,000 rhinestones hand-placed in those things. <laughs> the NFL had to pay for that. I need them to be handcrafted. Hand-placed. <laughs> so, like, they had to pay for all of that. And these women got to to be themselves on there. Yeah. I do want to point out that... that Janet Jackson had to run so that they could walk <laughs> in the sense that there are these are two women of color that were able to be loud in themselves but you can't just I, I can't ignore the colorism in there because yeah. Janet Jackson like her career was halted from that whole thing and then of course Justin Timberlake all he had to do was grovel and his career suddenly shot up so it's like to me, there's many layers to it, so I enjoy it, and I feel like it's st baby steps at a time, especially because there was a lot of people who felt like, oh, you're in Miami, there's so many local artists that you could have, like, even, like, there's just so many different ones that you could have brought up. There's a lot of Afro-Latino artists that could have been there, so there's a lot of those things that I feel like, I loved the halftime show, but I do kind of like, I mean, you can you can like something, love it, and also recognize its issues. Right. So yeah. for me, that was a thing, and definitely baby steps and moving toward like toward more diversity. And this was like a big step in that direction. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely empowering to see that and interesting how like artists like Madonna, who can like 
sudden because she has claimed that she feels or like a different race so it's like Actually, artists like, I actually didn't know that. I well, know. I mean, I've heard that she... It doesn't just, surprise me, but no, I just had, but I she just, like, she likes to just... She's an example of how you don't do it. Yeah. But yeah. she's an example of how she gets to not do it, all, like, do it wrong, and then everyone's just like, oh, she's just... It's just because she's Madonna. So mm. it's like, for me, it was great to see that. And there's, like, so many layers to it. I can't believe that Shakira is now considered a throwback artist. <laughs> like, to me, I'm like, wait, what? Since when is she a throwback artist? Right. Because there's so many kids now who are like... Who's that? Well, because she's doing it on a bigger stage. On a global. She's, she's a global. doing it on a global stage. She's a global artist. Right, she's right. not interested in just... Nobody can pin her to a particular part I, of the country. I've said, no, not even as a hot take. Like, honestly, to me, she's bigger than Bono because she's got more impact in a lot of countries. Sure. Bono, of course, is Bono doing his own thing. But I'm saying, like, like globally, I think Shakira's a bigger impact than that because she's a better positive role model. Well, the, the Janet Jackson thing was interesting to me because I, I saw... It, it, as we, I'm not trying to host your show, Daniel. But as we kind of <laughs> maybe talk about the criticism a little bit, Go ahead, cook, lo- brother. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, you, you gonna let me pod? A little bit. Let's see how you do. <laughs> 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 we'll see how I, uh, but no, you're right because I wanted to jump on that. Too. Uh, I, uh, a lot of the takes to defend Shakira and J-Lo were like, well, I saw Janet Jen's nipple when I was a kid, and there was all this invoking of Janet Jackson that seemed based in. You know, she did worse. Yeah, right. in, in, like, in color, in, in colorism, Frank, frankly, and we saw. I actually talked to someone about how Janet Jackson's career was kind of driven off track, and she was like, sure. "Well, Janet Jackson was already going downhill before then." Like, that's absolutely not true. Yeah. No, not, it's absolutely not, not in the yeah, least, yeah. bro. And the reason the Super Bowl got Janet Jackson to do the Super Bowl, right? Because yeah. Janet Jackson was one of the hottest artists at the time, that and, was, and me, was on the rise. It makes no sense to say that because it's like, then why would she have played the halftime show? If she exactly. Was on the way Counterpoint: The Who did it too. Well, but anyways, that's what I'm saying. Like, and The Who have never done anything new for the last. Still, years. Even though well, J Lo was on there too, and she was, she's not on the rise but right J-Lo, now either. To be fair, J Lo has a huge cultural impact. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying in terms of like uh, so Jalo's kind of on her comeback ride exactly. a little bit, oh, so it kind of makes it kind of yeah between the also, movie and yeah. Also, the Who was kind of one of those things where it was like, oh, we're gonna get this legendary act. Also, I thought the Who was after Janet because that's when they started to get born. Yeah, it was the year it, after. It yeah. was yeah, and, and so that was a whole different can of worms yeah. because the Who. Was, oh yeah, I'm not the who, I'm just saying. the who was like, oh yeah, now we yeah. got to be wholesome. It's Super like, safe. So we're gonna get the Who. It's like, all right, oh, that's, that's another weird flex. Do. I was actually at that Super Bowl oh, with Janet. God. Why do you always have to <laughs> Dripping I was swag. A driver. I was a driver. It's so always, basically, a driver. because it was in Houston, like I, I, we went up to uh, Houston and basically there was like all these people that were from like Massachusetts and stuff. And so they flew into like the airport and basically they just had to have a car that took them back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So like, yeah, quick, I ended up driving. Quick, quick digression. We were doing the David Stern podcast, right? When after he had passed and we were talking about him and all of a sudden this man. <laughs> we're like just, 45 yeah, minutes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, we're 45 minutes We had a good like eight minutes. Nobody even knew, dude. I just dropped it out of my Out of nowhere, this man is like, oh yeah, by the way, I met David Stern. No, he didn't just meet he like, I drove David Stern around for, like, three days. He's like, oh, yeah, that thing happened. Like him and Billy Hunter. Yeah, he, he was, was like, like, oh, yeah, we got tattoos together. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had a conversation, like, with Stuart Scott on the steps of the Western. Like, Yo, the Western. Birthday, and everybody was like, oh, like, thank you, Stu. <laughs> and Derek is sitting next to me looking at me like, bruh. <laughs> this is why it's hard for me to produce the pod. <laughs> I never get the full amount of information. Oh, man. I was like, I was like processing. I was like, you just. Because I was like, we're like 50 minutes in this. He said it as like a quick aside, too. He was like, yeah, weird flex. I, I, 
In passing, it always came across that way to me. Who <laughs> <laughs> you just a man like I am? <laughs> I think earlier in the show I made a joke about it where I was like, "Oh, what you know, Davis Stern?" He was like, "Well, actually." <laughs> <laughs> like no, there's no lie. But what's funny about it though is like I'm like Derek, dude. This is the point where like where you are hyping people up about the the podcast. You need to mention that shit. I shouldn't have to tell nobody. Like, hey, the podcast coming out. I'm gonna talk about how I met David Stern. No, like that's Derek's job. He's a writer. Derek's a writer. He has the yeah, job. Even tradition of spinning shit. It always comes back to Derek to do it. He's the writer. Derek should know how to do audio sounds. He's a writer. It's like what? Like, that's how like Derek, I need to take. I need to take, take everything I'm feeling right now. But no, yeah, I was actually there. It was pretty fun. I, I actually, I met Randy of C. That was crazy. <laughs> like they were just like in the parking lot. They got off their bus. They're just in the parking lot, dude. Like it was crazy. Like because I didn't realize that like. Uh, my man with the glasses, he's he's mad tall. DMC, like, he's mad tall. Like, T-Hub is your king. Yes, this is my king. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm somewhere in between Terrell can never talk again, and I need him to talk because apparently he has all the stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's the last of my weird places. <laughs> I think. I, I don't know. We're going to start having I special guests in and everything. We call people. Because I remember <laughs> stuff until like we get into a subject, and then the stuff comes up. Like I don't just remember it off the top of my head. Like Bro, I mean, We were sitting there with David Stern, and I was like, I, yo, at the house, like, yeah, I remember that shit. Like, yeah. Tony Parker and shit like that. Because was it that big, like, that was a big deal for me. Oh, I got a Tony Parker story, <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I remember that shit. So, yeah, I just remember the Tony Parker thing. See, like, I'm telling you, it's there, dude. My, my dad once changed Tony Parker. Oh, no, excuse me. My dad once changed Evil Longoria's tire. <laughs> I have a story that doesn't involve me. No, for real, he did? No, seriously, though? Yeah, that, that, oh, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's dope though. That's lit. We were, it was funny too because we were big desperate housewives fans, and so like he called me and he's like, "You'll never guess what I did." <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I probably won't. <laughs> like, so Bill Lewis, sounding <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, I just changed even Lagoya's tires. Like, oh my god, Tony <laughs> <laughs> Parker's girlfriend because he was still his girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So there was there was one thing. Well, there was many things that I wanted to bring up about the halftime show. <laughs> My bad. We got off. Sorry. She's like, you know, back on topic. Back on topic. I did want to bring up, well, because I was thinking a lot about how um, we were talking or mentioning that Shakira is such a global artist mm-hmm. and how she makes it known. And what I loved is that she didn't try to scale it down mm. for American audiences in the sense that I saw for a while people joking around afterwards. And it says a lot about how we lack culture when yeah. they were like oh that weird ton- don't I, I knew you were going there and yep. I was like you mean this I didn't know what it was but it was like clearly she's Lebanese and I don't think people right. realize mm-hmm. she's Colombian Lebanese yeah. she was doing like a as a fruta yeah. which is like a a thing that they do when they're happy they're trying to it's kind of like a, a, a grito yeah, como un yeah. Grito. yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's like it, to me it was interesting to see people like oh what's that weird thing she was doing and it's like that's you know, so many examples of that too. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, to me, yeah. it just I have to respect her because she's like, I'm coming here, but I'm not gonna like scale it down, and it just keeps reminding me, even though this is like a weird, like random tangent, but of the director of was it the director the writer of Parasite that he called the the Oscars like a local a little local show like <laughs> you and your little local show the shade when, when of it all learned, yeah because he was like well, you and your little local show when you learn to start reading subtitles then you'll like open yourself up to like good art so that's why i was like i felt like it was the same energy with shakir where it's like this is who i am i'm not going to scale it down i'm i'm not getting paid to be here but i'm not paying for any of this so i'm just going to have a good time and 
I mean, what's funny is like scale it down for what? Honestly, because no matter what they do, they're gonna get criticism. Which yep. was kind of embellished to me in a different version of that when uh, Jennifer Lopez brought out the American flag and mm-hmm. the Puerto Rican flag, and everyone was like, they didn't. Hey, they didn't know what flag it was. They thought it was a yeah, talk about it was a Cuban flag. They, 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 thought, it was, they thought it was a Texas flag too. And they thought it was a Texas flag. B, it's Puerto Rico's literally a part of the United States. Right. And they started calling it un-American. Yeah. It's just like. You can't get more American than being right apart. And I've had it. They're like, oh, "Those are American. Why are we speaking Spanish?" Yeah. I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> first of all." <laughs> That's what I heard. And Captain America's wearing a Puerto Rican flag too. And so, sorry, and, I just had to throw that in. You, I, I kind of envision. I actually don't think this happened in this instance because I think I don't think J Lo and Shakira actually really gave a damn about how they were perceived. Yeah, which was kind of the best part. Of yeah, I think this saying. was. But I could, imba- I could Im- preach. But I could imagine in a different reality where the NFL was like, "Well, you can't just have a Puerto Rican flag. You got to have the American flag too. I mean, yeah. You got to do." And so they were like, "All right, well, fine. We'll put the American flag on the other half." So you, you'll stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think they actually did. No, that. I think it's right. You can imagine. Uh, I think anything Jennifer Lopez is proud of both. Yeah. yeah. So, that's why I think the symbolism is. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, you can imagine in a world where the NFL would be, like, scared to have just the Puerto Rican flag, and so the compromise was to also have the American flag, which apparently, even if that were the case, which, I, again, I'm not saying it was, that wouldn't have been good enough because they still got criticism. I honestly wonder how much the NFL actually checks what's going to go on in the show, though. Don't. I, I actually, don't think they... They don't. I actually, in, in that world, I like to think that they did that because they knew they were doing so many other things that were flying over their head. Yeah. Like, we're going to have kids in cages, and they have no idea. Right. Yeah. Let's they just didn't do see this that, for yeah. them. Well, like well, like and another thing... Because and, remember, and, the NFL, like, like Beyonce roll up with Black Panther. Like, right. And everyone was mad, and well, the NFL yeah. would fly up there like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? Wait a minute. <laughs> but another thing, though, and, and, and all, along that, that line, you kind of wonder if... The NFL is going to, they're going to make decisions based off of what they saw, what what happened in that show. And the question to me is going to be, are you going to understand that what happened was really dope and you're going to allow this in the future? Or are you going to say, yeah, there's certain people that didn't like that, so we're going to screw it up next year? When I was was talking about the polarizing thing, like, honestly, unless the NFL just shocked me, which it wouldn't really shock me. But if they just shot me and straight up didn't understand how good this was for the NFL, right. like it was dope. It doesn't make no sense to me. Like even even if quote unquote this was controversy because it is controversy. But I'm saying like even if they're they're afraid of the controversy, controversy sells. So they, they should look at that as a sales point at, at the very least. Like yes. this is this is money. Like do this again, but maybe not as pointed next year. Like you you can't be like all right, we're gonna get a minority lead on this, even though that's not the way to think about it. That's right. that's probably how the NFL is thinking about it. Like all right. We did it this year. Now we got to diversify it next year and do something else, whatever. But even that, like, I, that's the reason I was going to kind of hit at, at, at what you're talking about with Janet Jackson. Whatever happened to her career aside, because that is complicated, I, I think. Like, obviously, she was derailed while, while Justin Timberlake was allowed to thrive. Um, I don't necessarily like the comparisons to Janet Jackson for this one, if only because the 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 flashing. Or, or whatever you want to call it, like like the the, the wardrobe malfunction. To yeah. me, that was more of a stunt, mm-hmm. yeah. quote, quote unquote. Now, who's in charge of the stunt? I don't know. I, I can only assume Janet Jackson had some agency in that, and she signed off on it because she's proud of herself and like she wanted to make it shocking. Regardless of all that, I don't think that's what happened with Shakira and Jennifer Lopez here. So to me, the analogy falls apart because well, that's why this I, was them being themselves. That's why I brought it, a, attention to it because yeah. they were bringing up Janet Jackson for no reason. Yeah, yeah which, that's what which, I'm saying. Yeah. which was the which is kind of the point of how even in this. You know, clutching our pearls like mm-hmm. society. They're like, oh, well, but it wasn't as even in defense. 
yeah. you know, you can see some of the little racism that can yeah, yeah no, exactly. embed itself. And I don't like that narrative. I'm sorry, I just broke it. I don't like that narrative because to me, that's giving legitimacy to an argument that that, that what they did was inappropriate in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. And I don't think any of it was inappropriate. Obviously, yes, it draws on sex appeal to an extent, but I don't think they were out there doing stuff that is inappropriate. Like this is stuff that would be acceptable in a dance. Acceptable at, at a function, acceptable right. at, at anything at, like that. At, at a concert that you take your team. It, it, exactly. And it's not yeah. like you went to, you went, to, you went to a concert. I guess That's it's hard for me to like tell that apart because. Adam Levine is, was allowed to walk around without a shirt. Yeah, no, so that's, why that, that's a, a fallacy in its own right. Like, yeah, right. he's out there riding off sex appeal purely. But, but, yeah, I didn't actually think whenever I saw it, and even afterwards, Janet Jackson didn't even come to my mind. It was because I saw people online yeah. drawing comparisons, and yeah. I was like, if we're gonna go there, then she walked, she ran so that they could walk. Yeah. If we're gonna go there, right? But like you said, it was a stunt. It wasn't like she was just out there like performing, and then suddenly there was outrage just at the fact that she was. A black woman being a black woman on stage, like also, just hot, living. Hot take, but retroactively, the the whole boob thing wasn't that big of a deal. It, it was not. It was, yeah, because she had the biggest like, nipple ring I've ever seen in my life. Covered. Like you pretty like, much could see her. You, you, I had forgotten yeah, how much it was like, covered uh, very well. Yeah, but I, I can, like I remember at the time when I was a kid, I saw it and I was like, I don't even know what really happened here. Yeah, <laughs> what it I, was very quick. Yeah, what I do think is interesting, and it's kind of like something that gets discussed discussed a lot without actually getting discussed, and I've heard it now being talked about which i hope that the nfl to go on austin's uh point i do hope the nfl sees this and says you know what we actually created a a positive ripple effect one of those things is that it's forcing people to kind of examine how they feel like a woman should age what she would because a lot of people are saying even in the complimentary sense like wow she's 53 and she's doing that she's 40 whatever and she's doing that and it's like the the idea for women that you don't really hear that with men like wow mm-hmm. he's in his 50s and he's doing that he's in his sixth like nobody says that about oh, it's Mick Jagger Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. yeah nobody says that about any of those but with women it's like how what do you feel like is okay to see them do because there's several like many Mexican Latinx Puerto Rican like artists that are that age and have been doing more and mm. most and like the fact for me is that for J-Lo, she just learned to pole dance within the last five years of her life. Yeah. And that, those are the things that it's like, age shouldn't restrict women, but society often is like, well, you're a mom now, and you're this now. and you're oh, So yeah. it's like, <laughs> like for me, yeah. when I see that... Think of your kids. <laughs> yeah. For me, when I see that, I always attach it. Like, watching performances like that right. always remind me of, for me, Beyonce. When Beyonce came out with, like, the way that she's been ever since she got married and she has her kids, the narrative has been, how can you be a wife and a mom and be doing these things? And her attitude has always been like, because I'm a woman above all mm. and I'm not going to give up my, my body, my whatever, yeah. you know, right. she's because like, I, I had my kids. They right yeah. there watching. Like, yeah. <laughs> so well, for like, me, it was the physical aspect of it. Cause when I brought up their age, it was the physical aspect. Yeah. I literally, that pole dancing thing. There's a, a, a friend of mine that a friend of a friend, she does that. For exercise, yeah, and it's horrifically difficult. Yeah. It's very like, painful. It, the body's the body control and strength that it takes to do it is right. one of the most. So to me, I'm 44. I can't do that. Like I know I cannot do that. I can barely balance myself, like doing a lunge. Like, and I'm not exaggerating, just because it's just it's difficult. Yeah, it's so very. So when I saw that, I was just like. Dude, how are they like? How, bro? The, the like, athleticism behind that yeah. is, is oftentimes overlooked. Yeah. I know because I like took several classes and they're like, oh, you know, 
the instructor would be like, at some point, your nerve endings just die from like the constant. Oh, so yeah. that you the don't feel it anymore. The choreography after that stood out to me because I was like, J-Lo's done now. Because like after yeah. that, she didn't do much dancing for the rest of the set. Which oh, is no okay. knock on her because that's the choreography. Like when they flipped but her. I was, like, like, <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. And I don't blame it at all. It was just funny to me because I was like, yeah, she's, she's well, spanked. Also, yeah. to piggyback off your point, it's interesting what Hollywood and entertainment requires of women mm. to stay quote-unquote relevant yes. that it does not require of men. Like, men can just, like Adam Levine did, he can just go do a boring-ass set. And take off his shirt. Take off his shirt. <laughs> and that's kind of the end of it. Like, for women to... We, we A, want them to stay sexy mm-hmm. because that's what sells. But then when they do, of course, then we're like, well, why? why? But the children. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double-edged short for them. Yeah. They, it's like Either they lose or they lose. Like, either they stay relevant and... You know, that's why it's so empowering to see these women take control of that narrative and do what they want to do. Right. Men be damned, as opposed to what happens so often in the entertainment business, which is, hey, you're going to do this and then we're going to criticize you for this. Or you can do this and fade off into obscurity and we'll criticize you for that, too, because we'll be like, well, what happened to J-Lo? She was such a young upstart, but now she's now she's gone. And Honestly, so- it, feels, it feels like nowadays it's kind of... They're like after a certain age, women shouldn't feel sexy. Like, mm-hmm. they, like they're well. That's what I'm saying. Early. With Hollywood, Hollywood is absolutely adamant about that. Like, yeah. you just don't get cast. Yeah, you know, it's the brutal. Like, unless, well, unless it's like, it's why are you showing the skin? Level. Why are you dancing for rock? And you can even see it. This. You can like, even see it in recent marketing. <laughs> like recent marketing with with how horrendous Cats was. One of their big selling points was we got Dame Judi Dench. And it's like she's dignified. She is a queen. She is the older statesman. And that's not that you have to reach that level to be relevant again as as a, as a, a, a actress in, in Hollywood. Me, right, so meanwhile, Mick Jagger just like loses sex whenever he walks in, and no one says anything. About me, one of my favorite performances this year was literally Brad Pitt just being Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was saying. Like, and it was one of my favorite in a long time. But me, I'm me like, and Austin both just marveled at that at once upon a time in Hollywood because it was like, like no fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild if you ever seen that movie. <laughs> it's like Brad Pitt's like, yo, I'm out here. I'm Brad Pitt. I know this is Leo movie. But yeah, it's kind of my movie, though. So, but anyway, that's what I'm saying. Like that, he's allowed I to do. Leo was in it after a while. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> They're allowed to do that though, because that's still considered sexy. Yeah. And, and honestly, for him, it was. I'm not knocking Brad Pitt at all. But I'm saying that, that that's, to, that's you're allowed that. You that had to week. have six or eight whiskey sours. You couldn't stop at three or four. <laughs> Great fucking movie. God, I love that movie. Also, I kind of feel the NFL will. Continue to have these type of performances and shows because they're trying to tap into what the NBA currently has right now, which is like mm-hmm. that sense of so, inclusion, diversity. Uh, which I don't think that they're ever going to get. But no, no, but, I, for them but I only think they want it the whole way, yeah, just yeah. that little piece of it, well, so they, they can right. continue they making money. The Mexican games. They, they, see what? The, they already have the games in Mexico. They already have the Mexican games. Well, oh, well, yeah. wait, the reason the NFL is doing this, they see the social currency that the NBA has built yeah. for itself, and they see that they're widely regarded as the white old man league. Yeah. So right. I think they're kind of tired of it, and they're. and. It's, so the, to that, to your point, I think it's going to be hard for them to say, "Hey, we created the Players Coalition and we marketed it on the Super Bowl because we're so progressive and you know black people matter and things of that nature." But that that, that halftime show, yeah, they trying to walk the line. We're going to have to distance ourselves. I believe that. they had like yeah, no. a, a, a commercial about like police brutality and everything yeah, that was sponsored by the NFL. That's the Anton one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I also think it's very telling how like I don't know if J Lo would have. If it had just been her, I don't know that she would have gotten that backlash. I feel like a lot of it is because of, like, a combined from both, but heavier, I feel like, from Shakira in the sense that this country really seems to sexualize belly dancing, yeah. which is a yeah. cultural dance. It, so it's yeah. like... This country sexualizes... 
I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, this no. Cut, it's so frustrating. This country sexualizes everything. Yeah. Like, good lord. Like, if you can't explain to your kids what they saw during that halftime show because you think it's going to lead to them having wanton sex or whatever, like, I mean, just God, parent your children. You know me. I'm always on the soapbox. No, for real. I'm always like, on the soapbox like, of parent your children. Yeah. And I'm I like, had a conversation with my daughter. Have, we have like, two parents here who yeah. can kind of speak to it because it's just like... They're like, well, she's going to see that, and then I have to have... It's like, hey, your kid, if they know about it, they're hearing it from somewhere else, which is the problem you should you should think about because mm-hmm. you, they, you need, they need to be hearing it from you. You need to have constant communication with your kid about the things that are going on in life. Right. But, but they B, seem to want everyone else to raise yeah, their kids for them. But, but sure. B, like, if they don't understand it, they're just going to see it as secure and J-Lo having a lot of fun on stage. They're not going to know about this. They're only going to sexualize what you let them sexualize mm-hmm. by doing it yourself. Like, I, I read an article where she was like... Uh, basically, she essentially said J Lo's basically made it known that all she's worth is is her body or, or is Mel's consumption of her body, and that's all she's worth. And it struck out to me because of like your daughter or your sons or whoever you're trying to teach. They're only gonna get that lesson if you yourself and put it into their head that that's all that J Lo was worth. If that's what you saw and that's what you're saying, that's the lesson they're gonna take from it. If you take if you take the lesson you should take, which is these are astounding entertainers doing astounding entertainment things, and this is them taking control of their you know their bodies and right. their. If you teach your sons point blank because this a lot of this was filtered through well what about our sons they're gonna think that women are for sex right if you teach your son that that is what they will learn if you do not, if you teach them to respect women's bodies and bodily autonomy and the fact that J-Lo and Shakira can do whatever the fuck they want and that doesn't mean you get to have it yep. then that's what they'll learn you're in complete control of what you teach your children well yeah. that and also like the, the cultural implications of things that they see yeah. in the media in terms of TV or what people are doing it's like just because it doesn't mean it's supposed to be for sex it's for certain different things why they right. do those type of dances and such if you kind of understand that then you won't have like these jump to different notions of oh it has to be whatever I think it is like no go out there do some research learn about it and then see what it's really about it was just yeah, and I'll just close that my, my part of this point on, on this it was just shocking to me how quickly this became about well, what about men yeah I wouldn't check about that I was like I wouldn't check that I was like what that's the wrong word because it's yeah. all women. Yeah, I was like, I'm that's, 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 that's the word. Right. But I, I, then we shock took shots. Me. We were like, oh, there it is. Yeah, it took no time right, at all. Right. Shock was completely the wrong word. It, just, it annoyed me to no end how quickly it became about. Well, what about our sons and teaching our boys? And, right. What about and the I, children? Yeah, what about the children? But Wait, not even it, it was. It was under the guise of what about the children? But it was really about how. What about if. Your 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 sexual acts are going to make my son want to rape yeah. and things of like that. It, 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 was, it was it wasn't the children. It was about men and yeah. and boys and and that's what annoyed me because this wasn't a night about boys and men and if they're going to rape, teach yourselves not to rape. It's, it's very simple, right? It's a very simple concept. <laughs> this should have been about women and, and girls yeah. and little girls seeing themselves on yeah. on stage. And, yeah, and that's a lot of what. It, no, I'm not laughing. I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing. Because uh, I'm all... Uh, well, no. Because I'm all... You're in the middle of a full-blown point. Yeah. yeah. Because, by the way, stop fucking raping. But you know what was funny about that, though, was that my daughter... My daughter learned about, like, three new countries that she never knew anything about because she came up to me and asked me where that dance was from. Now, I don't know how much of that comes from her mom or how much that comes from just generally the conversations we have around the house, but she didn't ask me about the outfits. She didn't ask me about the way that they were shaking or anything. She wanted to know where did they do that dance at? 
That's that's what really. Where did that saying. come from? Like to me, this was I've seen so many performances, especially from the two actri- the actresses, the two performers involved. Mm-hmm. This wasn't quote unquote sexy. Like this wasn't like, right. a, a sexy performance. Like this was all about that. Like this was just them in their element. Like yeah. that's why I was saying, like, I just don't understand. I understand. But I, I like that 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 jump where it's like this is the wildest thing that's ever been in the Super Bowl. Because there's yeah. this mentality of how women yeah. are supposed to behave. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. Like this, if you've seen anything about their careers up to this point, and like you're talking about with the uh, the thing that I'm forgetting the name of, but but the 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 the, the so, so, yes, yeah. but I forgot the name. But anyways, so, so you were talking about so that. Frida, yeah. I was like, y'all have been so making Middle Eastern culture part of your lives for quote unquote the last 20 years, worried mm-hmm. about when they're gonna blow us up. But exactly. Y'all don't know anything about them. Yeah. So like to me, it's like. It's like all, this has always been America. It's all entangled in together, and it's right. always been. It's at the root, and always shows through like the cracks. Especially with if you think about it, how and I've I don't remember who the first person that told me this was, but it's like when you are on the political scale and you go far enough right and left, you end up meeting again, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm seeing with conservatives and with these like virtue signaling left wing people who are like fake with it and like they just go way too far <laughs> yes. they just go way too far and they're like Martin Luther King warned us about them and they always seem to wear their <laughs> <laughs> it's just like their attitude is so like get thee to a nunnery like such behavior like it, it is it's just always <laughs> I, I heard of this think piece where it was well that's not women's empowerment and yeah kind of stretching nonsense. stretching so far as to say that she like damaged the me too movement uh, there was a, I read a I read a piece where it was oh yeah oh, you see that every time I read a, I read a piece to that point that was like well I I run because uh, the Super Bowl is a is unfortunately a big day for um, I can't think of the word uh, the what to my life conservative base. no 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 no, no. when you when, trafficking sexual sex oh sex yeah, trafficking yeah, unfortunately yeah. because big events like that are are, are havens unfortunately for sex, yeah uh, for uh, sex trafficking mm-hmm. and so she was connecting the performances to that and how they're promoting you know they're promoting using women for their bodies and they were like they were putting that at their feet That's such a As, and, and, yeah. and, and it, it's like you just see these think pieces it's like where right. would you get these notions that this is because America like is based on pointing the finger at everyone well, it's, else it's except a, yourself it's a and it's a based on puritanical values exactly <laughs> you know today I learned a new term because like the generations that are coming up now for me personally on Twitter the ones that are most irritating are the teens the, the puritans is what they're starting to <laughs> because they're going, to, they're, going, they're going so far left that they're like how can you like this it's problematic canceled and it's like uh cancel ah uh, yes so it's like and it's worse with younger because they they don't get the nuance they just grew up hearing people who have it yes. and be like well suddenly i have it too mm. uh. forget about learning things like i'm looking ahead. for the best time to read this go ahead um, but I just didn't know. But I, I, don't, I don't know where we are. In the, well, no, I think this is best served because I'm going to probably laugh part of the way through it. But like we we had, and we had briefly talked about this reverend that is oh. suing, and so I have like a rant, his rant, and oh, it's good. Yeah, one of the funniest things I've ever heard. And so I just didn't know. I just wanted to let everybody you know get their words. Please, in. Get Please go on. Okay. Tell us what the we'll okay. Anybody so, here that takes some halftime show? Y'all good? Yeah. Everybody's good. No. All right. All right. My uh, my out, so, my, my, my vengeful rage is vengeful. I'll do come after this because it's actually going to tie into this. I have a feeling. <laughs> okay, 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 good. Yes, which, is, whenever, which yeah. is whenever, wherever in Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Take, it take it away. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. So okay, so Dave Dobbenmeyer, sixty-seven year old uh, host of. 
Pastor Salt Ministries. Uh, coach Dave Live. He used to be a football coach. He used to be a high school football coach. Pass, that being said, Pass the Salt uh, Ministries. Pass the Salt pass Ministries the salt uh, with Coach Dave Live. Um, so he he said some other things, but this is this is the best part of his rant that I thought was hilarious. And his we should sue for eight hundred and sixty-seven trillion dollars. <clears throat> My position is not about my own salvation. My salvation is secure. Of course. I'm not going to lose my salvation for watching a clip at the Super Bowl, he added. Sounds like he might. (laughs) (laughs) Parents have a right to know pornography is coming into their home. Dalvin Meyer told Newsweek his fight is for parental rights to keep pornography out of the minds of children. Soft pornography was pumped into the homes of God-fearing people without the approval of their parents. That's my point. On the podcast, Dalvin Meyer said the halftime performance was filled with unsolicited crotch shots from Lopez and Shakira. Uh, he later explained to Newsweek that if the NFL wanted to do that, they should uh, they should have. This is horrible. That's that's wrong. Uh, they should have warned the viewers beforehand. If the NFL wants to have crotch <laughs> shots at halftime. Put up a warning. It may not be suitable for young children, he said. Do you remember when they had that warning for uh, Mercy? The video with Jay-Z and, and oh, yeah, it was yeah, causing, yeah. It was oh, causing that, seizures. That, that, oh, I just yeah. saw that in my head, like, yeah. warning. My, <laughs> or like, uh, what was it, Cloverfield? Here's the Cloverfield. Booty incoming. Boner alert. I don't think you're ready for the jelly. <laughs> can you can you handle this? <laughs> yeah, because who'd have known? Who'd have known if you tuned into the uh, Super Bowl the from Miami yeah, well, that world. you were gonna see gyrating Latinas? What? Besides the foolishness of anything close to that being soft pornography. It's Thank you. Statement. Yeah, it's a ridiculous statement to make. The warning was. They said, motherfucking J-Lo and Shakira, <laughs> we're going to perform at after the Super Bowl. And so they, they, they didn't know. do anything out of character. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, like, one just had a movie where she played a stripper and the other one is Shakira. So, I mean, it's like, like... Even if you know nothing about their careers, right. like, hips don't lie, Yes, in American culture. Right. Like, it's in American culture. Right. It's part of American culture. It's got like 4 million views right. on YouTube or some shit. As soon as Jedediah heard that one of the singers <laughs> had a song called... Make it don't lie. Make it At better. that point, Jebediah should have turned off the TV. Make it Jebediah. It's better. Jebediah, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, Jebediah sounds too close to Jedi, and we don't America, want to. Uh, Americans don't even do do the bare minimum of research required. None. It, it should be on the consumer, though, at some point in time to actually do some research and hey, learn about what you're going to consume. But they do mad research when they get, quote, unquote, offended. Yeah. Then it's like, here's, she did this in 1992. Here's, like, here's my uh, response to that. Is that he was too dumb to have caught the other things that he could have called them out on, which was the kids in cages and the political statements. I, I don't even want to like give him the credence of that. Like it wasn't that he was too dumb to do it. He knows damn well what he's doing. I, well, I know what you're saying. The reason <laughs> the reason I say that is because you didn't hear. I don't remember hearing any of this backlash for Beyonce. All they focused on was that she brought the the Black Panthers out. Yeah, we had if, a little yes. argument. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if she had not brought them out, then all you would have heard was, "Well, what, look what she was wearing. Look how she was dancing. Look how she was breathing. Look at who she said hi to. I thought she winked at." someone like yeah she would have they would have examined for me it's like 
they would have found something. Yeah. Because it's a woman. Well, that's that's yeah. what's hilarious is that Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry. These have been recent halftime Super Bowl acts. We 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 know what we're consuming at the halftime of the Super Bowl. Like this, these these aren't shocking. Like the idea that Shakira and 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 J Lo did anything different than the previous halftime acts, including right. Adam Levine, as we've already spoken, is right. is absurd. She, you know what this is, bro. Had it been Miley Cyrus, they'd been like, oh yeah, uh, good job, Miley. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. she, what a good comeback story. She's a little risque, but you know. Hey, you tell me it would be dope to have a crane with a wrecking ball, though? <laughs> that, that's true. She's getting like 40 miles per hour. <laughs> Can y'all remind me, though? I don't particularly remember if there was any backlash for Lady Gaga or Katy Perry. Man, hell no. Nah. Because her performance was nah. very vanilla, in my opinion. For her. For uh, her it's funny because she performed, she performed uh, songs that, like, their video, and she right. reenacted acts that are like, I think it was uh, yeah. Born This Way. Uh-huh. It's in that yeah. one where she, like the video has multiple beds and people yeah. like reenacting different like stages of sex. Well, I feel like she re- recreated that. I'm stage. sure. I'm sure. Like in the most puritanical of dark webness, there was some reaction, but not like. But it that. wasn't yeah. like no, this. Yeah. And all right. we got from Katy Perry specifically was Left Shark. That's indicative of her fucking career. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they, like I said, they weren't doing anything different than what I mean. Besides, you know, not being as culturally but, great. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't she? Because like I saw her one of her bits when she was touring couple of years ago was she would wear this bra that would like squirt yeah for California I think girls. she I think she did that in the halftime show as well I don't remember that Sorry, but I, I, I believe it because yeah. that sounds like something she would do on yeah. Super Bowl yeah which yeah. is ridiculously out there yeah. so that's why I'm saying like yeah no it's yeah. and Katy Perry is one of those girls who's like please oh yeah look at me I'm so cool relevant I'm hip I'm gonna dab like so she she definitely would have. It was the most embarrassing. To me, most of the, the criticism for this came from the fact that it was. It was I don't want to say it was heavily in Spanish because it really wasn't. Half the most of her, Shakira's set list was in English, yeah. and uh, J Lo's was almost entirely. So that, that's I love that Shakira because I knew about her growing up when she had like the long red hair mm-hmm. and she was a rock singer. Yeah, that's yeah. the video I'm talking about when I was talking about Ojos Así. I remember that being a Middle Eastern not, themed video. But they were speaking Mexican during the halftime of the Super Bowl. That might be what I was thinking about. Chantaje, Chantaje, yeah. which. Like those I are, just, that's I was what I'm saying. So like if you know anything about Shakira, that. like that was her. That was, there was no that, that was her. Yeah, and the, when I saw her on the drums, I lost it because I haven't seen her on the drums oh, in so was, long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was, was amazing. For Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just like the whole thing for me was amazing. Like I do acknowledge that there are you know it's baby steps and there's definitely things that are like downsides of it. Mm-hmm. But these are two artists that I've grown up with, like as people that I see a lot of myself in. Like I, for me, Shakira is the one that I have more emotionally tied to because I'd actually never heard of Shakira here in the, the United States. I heard about her in Mexico when I would visit family when I was like as young as like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I gr- I've grown up watching her. So to me, it was astonishing and inspiring to see someone that I'm like, she's like ageless. Yeah. She's like ageless. So it's like, for me also, I feel like when a woman is embracing who she is and she's happy, that does a lot to you too. It fights stress and stress will age people a lot quicker. Sure. So it's like, it's good not just for like just for a little girl, but for just even grown women right now to kind of see women out there enjoying themselves and they're being older, but still being sexy in shape out there living life and stuff too is a good message just overall for just people in general I would say part of me thinks that's why a lot of these people are mad about it <laughs> oh because they in that, in that same shape we're what? fucking petty we're a petty uh, ass country as first of all we're job. fucking petty <laughs> like let's be realistic we're a fucking petty country like we are it's it's and obviously I'm speaking generally but it's like 
it's considered to be refreshing, you know, when someone isn't being petty, which right then and there should tell you the baseline, the bare minimum, right? Yeah. That that that's just pathetic. Like it's like, how about we all get together and not be petty, <laughs> and then when we see somebody being petty, we can jump in their shit and be like, "What the fuck is wrong think, with you?" Right Instead, now, it's like, "Ooh, pettiness." Ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> right now, we're getting to the cusp of rubber banding back the other way. The reason yeah. why I say that though is because what will eventually happen is is I'll just quote unquote white America will start adopting the culture that's been the culture for the past four years, mm-hmm. which has been. Um, it's been a resurgence of both hip hop culture and, mm. and newly added to it. I don't want to say newly because it's always been intertwined, but like drag culture has has taken hold. Mm. So in four years, that's now going to be what white America's quoting. They're going to be like, "We stand," blah blah blah. That's what's going to happen, and it's rubber banding the other way already. Mm. Like I, I see that happening. But. My suggestion, since drag culture is coming back into the mainstream, is that if you have time, anyone to watch Paris is Burning, if you have not yes, seen it, yes. Paris is Burning will like it. For me, it changed a lot of. A lot. It changed a lot. I watched it first, like in 2010 or 11, in my film class, and it's it's a movie from the it's a documentary yep. from the last half of the 80s, and it's about the drag ballroom scene culture in New York, about the homelessness, how they had their houses. They were basically like the houses were built, and the then the ballroom scene was built as a as a safe haven. They didn't. They couldn't go ask for help, like because these are que- this is a queer community. They weren't going to get public help. Yeah. They were going to get kicked out and shunned. So this is a community that built itself and created this culture. So <clears throat> Paris then, is burning. No, and then and then uh, you know popular cultures sampled liberally from their from their culture. From well, that's what I was going to say. Like the argument I've had with one of my, my friends for a long time. Not an argument, more good fun. But like the argument that I've had with him so many times um, is that we we like a lot of the same things. And he's liked it because he's grown up gay. And I've liked it because I've grown up liking hip hop. <laughs> and we love the same exact shit. So mm-hmm. oftentimes I'll be like, yeah, that, that was that was our thing first. And he's like, no, that's a gay thing. And I was like, yeah, but it was our thing first. And we'll joke about that because they're literally <laughs> the same path to yeah. pop culture over the last like 30 years, but from different routes, wildly different routes, which is why you're saying like with Paris is Burning, like you can, you can learn that route and appreciate the struggle that they went through. Whereas the last 30 years for like hip hop culture hasn't been a struggle. And a lot of times that's problematic because hip hop, has been steeped in homophobia and all that kind of stuff and they've been like literally the same thing at least culturally they've they've loved the same things for me what i've learned is like because i hear it from the the communities is that that speak this is that a lot of stuff has been born and rooted out of black gay culture Mm -hmm. ballroom culture from there it gets it got snatched into like hip-hop because there's a lot of snatched black gay culture exactly Exactly. and it's because like the thing is, when people, even if they are um, intersectional, um, which is like when you're oppressed in like different forms. So like for me, it's that I'm a person of color, but I'm also a woman. So I'm intersectionally oppressed. Mm-hmm. People will always lean into their privilege. So even if it's like the hip hop community, they lean into their privilege that they're not necessarily part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. So they like the ones that are to me like to have it worse are and then uh, and lean into their, their privilege that they're men exactly well. yeah yeah, uh, yeah large, 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 largely men yeah so but anyway that was just because we mentioned that 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 the culture the mainstream is like gonna start bringing that in for me it's like i always tell people watch this movie because you'll be surprised how much you hear them speaking in the 80s lingo that's used now mm. 
No, yeah, you can see it even as quick as five years. Like culture, like the things that people are saying now on Twitter and, and Facebook. And it makes me want to scratch my eyes out. Yeah. Every <laughs> time I see a thirteen-year-old white girl be, <laughs> saying, "I would never forget." I was like, I was working at the finish line, and this like super, like super. Daddy's little girl, white girl comes in and her shoes are all done up with hell yeah fucking right. <laughs> I'm like, like motherfucker. Yeah. For me, I cringe. I personally, I know that there's. But, but what about the children? Improve. I, yeah, I was cool with it, but that's what I'm saying. Like, no, no, my parents like, don't, don't know what high school but, is. Parents don't know none of this but, shit. Like that's the thing about it is yeah. like that's emblazoned on. I guarantee you, the onus is on the parents. I guarantee you, the mom doesn't know mm-hmm. and like. She's probably clutch, clutching her pearls. Like, I guarantee you she's not some bastion of, like, intersexuality, uh, <laughs> li- uh, liberal feminism, or anything like that. She's just not paying attention to her fucking child. Exactly. And then is going to complain on Sunday when the Super Bowl comes to her, Sierra and J-Lo. It's exactly... The, like, I've never talked... Mm, like, I think that might be a different argument, though. They might actually know what it means and think, oh, it's cute if they did, like, some type of little rap lyric. But when something bad... Oh, like, but, it's not harmful, it's just from TikTok. Yeah, but when something like bad happens to someone who's like a person of color, it's like, oh, no, we're apart from that because, you know, uh, we're not part of that culture. That's, we like that's, to, a good, that's a good point. You know, pick and pull different things here and there, so. Is, that's like the, the darker side to it. It's like, yeah, it's all cute and stuff, but when it comes time to actually ride for those people, you're not there. I, and the optimistic flip on it is that, to me, like, it stands out to the cultural significance of, like, Lil Wayne, where, mm-hmm. like, you got the whole, whole world saying YOLO. Yeah. Like, that's to his cultural and significance. And bling, yeah. I mean, everything like this is the he should have he should have copied <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah yeah when I hear bling on like but, but on like I, HGTV when somebody's I, like when redoing I see, a house it's like oh. when, when I see that it makes me so angry yeah like, okay so are you giving him his money for this because he yeah. came nope. up with so that's that what term. Saying, the optimistic flip of it is that that cultural power is so significant that hopefully it's never gonna happen hopefully y'all would realize like hey like these people are all right. They're just very different than me. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works, though. No, the difference is like, oh, yeah. this is the funny meme. Like, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, but, that's but it, I, the reason I always harp on that, and I, I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm going to say it one more time because it really makes me mad. It's never it's never the single black mom who is, who is working five jobs and can't really see her children. And, you know, she has to just kind of trust that the and values that she's imparting are, are it's always right. two parent white household right. who has plenty of time to parent their child, right. but chooses, <laughs> elects not to. They're always the ones like, I can't believe the TV is right. saying this kind of thing. Right. And it's, it, it frustrates me, yeah. man. Like, if, if that mom has time to. Because you're asking them to actually do something. Yeah. yeah. The TV should do it for me and yeah. the government as well. Yeah. Like, if I see my mom working three jobs and I was a kid, I like, I'm going yeah, yeah. to do what I got to do when I get, you know, but yeah. And Eminem said that shit for 20 years. He made a career out of it. Calling out, calling out people for not parenting their kids. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And so it's like if, if she has time to parent her kids, you goddamn well have time to parent you. <laughs> like, have a fucking conversation about the Super Bowl in whatever form that is for you. I, I suspect it'll probably be some kind of restrictive foolishness, but at least at that point, you will be parenting your children. And I'll take it a step further. It's not that they don't want to have that conversation. It's that they're arguing from an untenable standpoint. When, you're, when your standpoint is like their culture is wrong and your kid starts to ask why, it's like, because I said so. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. That, that's an untenable standpoint from an argument standpoint. So I can see how it's exhausting. Well, because them. people mm-hmm. will hide. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah, people will hide behind <laughs> things like their religion to, to not have to actually go there. Right. Have the conversation. Yeah. To not actually have to get emotionally deep. People hide behind their faith. Like, your faith isn't meant to be a crutch, and people use it as that. Like, the Bible simply says it, so then, then that has to be it. Right. Instead of actually, like... It, which, is why we have such, which is why we have such uncomfortable sexual conversations. Because everyone wants to pretend like sex is this bad, evil thing until you're married. 
And so, like, it's very hard to have a discussion about sexual health if that's how you're gonna. If if you want to portray your kid to your kid that's all sex is bad, mm. no matter in what form, in what way, then it's like, then yeah, of course you don't want J Lo and and Sakira doing gyrations on stage that are right. gonna have to make you wrestle with the fact that no, this is this is healthy for them as as, as people to express themselves in this way. There's nothing wrong with this. You, you can't have those opinions at the same time. But the thing is, like, they don't think it's sexy because they don't dance like that. But, like, say they go to the beach in bikinis. And, like, oh, that's not sexist. It's what we wear to the beach. Yeah. But someone would be like, oh, no, you should cover up because that's sexy to me. Which was so funny so, when people were like, I can't believe they were wearing that. I was like, have you ever been to a beach? <laughs> <laughs> ever to see cheerleaders during a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, so like, what about the cheerleaders that, that you love taking pictures yeah. with? Right, like, yeah. I watched Supergirl wear worse than that for oh, four, yeah. four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> not that Supergirl wasn't wholesome or whatever, but, like, she was wearing... You know what? She was steeped in the male gaze, and so yeah. she was. Wearing... I just, I just think it's hilarious. I'm like, your cheerleaders are right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. I, uh, yeah, they had to bring back that old meme, like, like with the little thing. I was like, oh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're worried about this? Oh, by the way, that, I'm sorry, it's not a tangent. It's, it's applicable, but yeah, what are you doing? Do you run the podcast? Yes, maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, because <laughs> I saw another, a more insidious meme that was kind of like the meme I was talking about earlier, where it was like, oh, you thought Lizzo was fine, but now you're worried about this, and I was like, no, they're both I was, fine. I was like, they're, oh, hey, they're both fine, but no one. In the, it's like, were you not here for the backlash that Lizzo got? Like, for real. That's for, what I'm saying. I hate those arguments where you use a jump off point because now you're damaging both people, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that's literally my argument with like the the, the whole comparison. White lives matter. Yeah. All lives matter. It's, it's also, like yeah, it's a straw man argument yeah that's what i'm saying but, 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 but so framing it that way you're damaging both arguments and you can't even entertain those but i mean that's what everybody's talking about but that's so it, it, like there's just so many frustrating elements of this that like, intertwine between feminism racism sexism well, i was kind of getting to that too oh so sorry i was going to kind of get to that too yeah. i think the, the most of the, most of the complaints for this specifically have stemmed from the fact that it is mexican then that's not even fair because she's colombian right. but the the, the steep in it is mm. is that, that this is a a, a quote-unquote mexican you know why is this performance in Mexican but that's because the last four years that has been the accepted culture on Fox News and stuff like that that Mexico is now a place to have antagonistic relations with mm-hmm. whereas almost all of at least Texas history has been like y'all do your shit we'll do our shit and at times it's not going to work out right and now it's that whole narrative has been changed no I'm saying like the narrative for that for, for white America what I'm saying is no I'm not, yeah, obviously what? if you want to get in depth with what Texas happened I'm not trying to do that I know you weren't it's just funny to me but I'm saying that's <laughs> the narrative and now the narrative has become antagonistic whereas before it was like oh we remember the wild west where everybody was hanging out together there were Mexicans in the Wild West. That's the old narrative. Yeah. And now the new narrative is they're on the other side of the wall. I don't know. I feel like it's always been that way, though. In terms of how well, we're about about treat Hispanics in, in America, it's to, always been. Well, it hasn't know, been like been as upfront me, and public me, as it is now, but it's always kind of been there and like kind of hidden behind yeah. the corner. Well, you know? so to me, because well, you know, to we, me, it's, we, it's we, ignorance, but it's uh, not even like malicious ignorance in the past. Like I literally have family who live in Colorado where there's not a lot of Mexicans, but it's starting to grow now. Yeah. But like, I literally have family who have asked my mom, like, how do y'all live in San Antonio? You don't speak Spanish. And it's like, <laughs> Alright. <laughs> no, but they you know what? That's yeah. Ride horses everywhere. So. That's right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like they think the Alamo is in the middle of the country somewhere. Like I used to get that all the time yeah. when uh, when I would you know people would come into town and it was like we would go downtown to drop them off at whatever their hotel was and they would when you would drive down Alamo and you're yeah. like yeah it's called Alamo because. <laughs> and they're just this, like none of this shit used to be here. Where's the tumbleweed? <laughs> like we don't understand. But it's like, but it's interesting that you that you framed it that way because 
I remember working at Handy Andy when I was like in high school. We don't have Handy Andys anymore. Handy. Yeah, but but like we had Handy, and there was I, I was a bagger, and I'm, I'm right, and I'm bagging groceries, and there's this old man that used to that lived in Alamo Heights where the Handy Andy was, and there was this old man that would come in, and apparently he was a regular, and I only worked there for a short time, but he was a regular dude, and he says to the the one of the girls at the checkout, he says literally. You got me a good Mexican back there working on slicing, whatever it was. He had gotten some cheese or some shit. I don't know. But anyways, that was his. He literally said that the guy was probably 80 something. No, not making any excuses. But the point is, it's along what you're talking about, which is there is this idea that, okay, I'm at Handy Andy, I'm at the grocery store. Obviously, everybody in the back that's preparing stuff and doing stuff. Well, they're obviously they're Mexican. And I'm like, the fuck, like, bro. So I'm standing there, right, 17 years old, and I'm like, coming into my, I'm a black man, this, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And I'm looking at her, and I'm looking at him, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, because she was in Latina, and I'm like, looking at her, like, is, is Wayne Brady going to be like, like, because at that point, like, you know, like, I'm fresh off of, and again, showing my age, I'm fresh off Malcolm X in the theater, and I'm looking, and I'm looking at her, like, are you going to say, is this your kid? Yeah. <laughs> Yo. And she smiled and grinned and buried. She was like, ah, that's funny. And he went on about his way. And I'm the whole time, I'm there and I'm bagging groceries for the rest of my ship like this. Terrell's saying I'm with that. We didn't land on Plymouth. Yeah. Plymouth Ross. Right. Like, you don't understand. Like, I'm sitting there and the whole time, and I didn't I didn't fault her for it because I think. I just want to say it's like customer service thing. Right. Like, like a typical 17-year-old, I didn't realize that think about it until after the fact but at the time I was like man he could have said that shit to me what's up old man like you know that narrative has changed now from where like literally people were and it was damaging I'm not trying to cheat right. it but the narrative was that like uh, when you think of the average Mexican yeah. from parts away from San Antonio it was ignorance th- th- it, was, yeah. it was like oh they're literally just rolling up in here and Poncho's just chilling and, right. and that's, that's ignorant it's damaging right. yeah. but that was the extent of the antagonistic relationship. Now it's active that they are, according to your president, these are rapists. <laughs> that are hey, hey. No, that's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. the narrative for the past few right. years. Right. Right. So that's right. They're also ripping all sorts of papers. But that's what I'm right. so that, that narrative has now changed. So when you see this performance, all of a sudden this is a problem. Yes. And it wasn't a problem four years ago. This wasn't a right. problem for people. But that's why I was saying like that to me. When 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 uh, when Bad Bunny gets out there on stage, everybody's mm-hmm. a is going to mock him for the way he looks. But that's how he dresses, whatever. But like B, he comes out singing in 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 his native language, and it's like. That's the problem with America. Sure. The problem's yeah. like, all right, fuck that guy. Right. Before they were cool with Shakira doing her thing, maybe. Yeah. But now it's like, all right, well, fuck that. And all of those people will go out to the club and dance. <laughs> and dance exactly. Yeah. Ben exactly. Bunny's on every goddamn song for the past ten right. fucking. Yeah. yeah. He's the, he's he's like a, a Latino T Pain. Like he's everywhere. I think what we're kind of all hitting at and getting around and, and such is like this is kind of what the United States of America is it's mm. this false promise that we are this multicultural accepting of all backgrounds country but then we don't actually know anything about these about our multicultural right. accepting of all background country and then that therein becomes the problem because right. when you don't know about something then you start to fear it and you start mm-hmm. to label it and you start to yeah. marginalize it and so it all stews into this big pot of yeah. just ignorance and so that's why like it was funny when I, I posted a meme about like 
about how people didn't know that that was a Puerto Rican flag, and then they deigned to call it un-American, and I was uh, I was like, that's like the very definition of white privilege. And then I get this Trump argument, himself and then this very argument, who's the president of Puerto Rico? This, <laughs> this, this argument, this argument jumped off about is it white privilege or, or is this just you know hick white people not knowing about right. the Puerto Rican flag? And I was like, well, it's kind of all in the same kind of pot. We kind of just all stood yeah. in one big bigot pot and kind of slid <laughs> around over. I feel like if they had like a message that said Puerto Rican flag and they're like, oh, Puerto Rico, they probably still have the outrage anyway. It's yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. not America. It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, we had a dude roll up on a girl well, at a park somewhere yes, in the East Coast and told her to get the hell out of the well, country. She's like, I'm from Puerto Rico. What are you talking yeah. about? Like, well, you know, they're not wrong. It, it actually isn't really America the way we treat it. But oh, that's, okay. that's another. Okay. That's another okay. Okay. Where are you going, dude? Yeah, that's another conversation. I actually forget because I have a coworker that's he's just been here for about maybe like a year and a half from Puerto Rico, and so I know I I hear so much about it from him that I forget that it's the same country. Yeah, because we do not treat it at all like it is a part of our country no. in any way. My my like overall thoughts on the backlash for this and the backlash for anything is that. It usually there's backlash because it requires people to examine their bigotry, yeah, and they don't want to examine it, so no. they just are like, "No, it's bad." I don't want to think about how I'm racist or misogynist right. or how I've right. internalized it, right? Because there's a lot of backlash from women too, and it's like they don't want to mm-hmm. examine how these things could possibly be a reflection of themselves, mm-hmm. and and that's the epitome of the United States. And as that's well. also your intersection intersectionality that you were mentioning before. Like, when given the choice, you're going to default to the safer group. Exactly. And, and that's that's the epitome of it. It's like this disease where it's like we're just defaulting to our privilege because as a, as minorities, we're always getting like like the short end of the stick in many ways. So if we have a chance to push it on someone else, we're going to do it. Right. But also. Going back to what Derek was saying about well, who, how who, who's the quote I forget who has the quote but it's like you don't have to you just got to show the 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 poorest white man a poor person and yes. on your side yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's what you were talking about exactly that, and then going back to what Derek said about like the theme of this nation for me I think it's that they are so focused on diversity that they forget that it goes with inclusion mm. mm-hmm. that's too much work like and I think I've, diversity is like this really trendy thing to say oh, so that's well, really why people right. kind of just try to but inclusion is the work the right. actual work diversity is opening your doors sure the inclusion is the work part where you're actually make like working to to like instead to, of complaining about oh great now I gotta be worried about offending XYZ because you know and, and that's why people are fighting you know you see these people fighting against um, you know the inclusion because it's like that's that's another thing that I've got to worry about. Well, did I say something offensive? And it's like, dude, how about you, you know, you say what you're going to say, you know, not the stuff that you know for a fact is offensive, but say what you're going to say. And when somebody checks you on it, don't get mad and run off and be like, we're too politically correct. How about, oh my gosh, I did not understand that that was something that I shouldn't say. and not do it again. It's I, called I just learning. I had a conversation with somebody too, yeah. and, and I, we can probably go on about this all day. Mm-hmm. So we, we yeah. should probably try to find an end on that. But yeah. what I was saying is, like specifically to that, it's harder when you're in the public gaze. Yeah. But everybody should be allowed the the, the a natural conversational mm-hmm. freedom. Mm-hmm. But you cannot abuse it, and sure. that's what happens. People abuse it, and right. that comes up frequently with, especially right now, people who are trans. You know, it's like, hey, well, how do I know pronouns? Like, what the, f- like, I can't, you what if I, yeah, no, exactly. So, right. like, what if I call you a girl and you get mad at me? I'm like, look, most people are going to be reasonable about it. They're not going right. to jump down your throat for one time. Right. But if you've met this person, you mm-hmm. know this person, time after time, you address them as a female and they are a male. 
then then when they jump down your throat, you can't be like, oh, well, shit, I just can't wait. Right. No. And that applies to everything, though. That yeah. applies to this. Like, look, yeah. every once in a while, you can fuck up. It's all yeah. right. It's just but so, you cannot make a pattern yeah. of it. It's troll society a, is, is what it is. That is such a dumb argument for me because I'm like, then that's the same thing when you don't know someone's name. You just ask. Exactly. It's right. like, right. and after a yes. certain point, it's like, all right, look, <laughs> yeah. it's on you now. Well, we don't <laughs> want to learn. conversation. Yeah. Stop People being don't a fucking learn. asshole. And that, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. It, it was funny too with the people, just to tie this up with, with, the people were like, I can't use they. That's grammatically incorrect. And I was like, you asshole. It's absolutely not. You've made that up. <laughs> Y'all can't use they. That ain't grammatically right. I'm just saying. I was like. have been using they as a general catch-all term. I was like, it's our language. We can do whatever we want. We can change it if we want to. <laughs> like, we, it's not like set in stone by like getting down by God or something. Like, we can do whatever we want with our language. Yeah, Queen's English. We can speak your Latin. Yeah. <laughs> we can change whatever we want. A, it, you know, grammar is fluid. You can do whatever you want with it. But it absolutely wasn't. Grammatically incorrect. Yeah. You're using they that way for I've fucking using, generations. The royal we. I've been using they and them generally. Like that's what happens when you have a mixed group of life. people, right. or when you don't know who they are. Right. Are use, they coming or not? You like, use they because that's all you can do. Yeah. So, or like the sex of a baby that you don't know is sexy. Yeah. It's like <laughs> when are they going to be born? Yeah. Like come on, we use it all the time. Or my, I hope that's a bad joke, but I was gonna say what baby specifically. Yeah. When is it gonna be born? Uh, but that's, uh, uh, that's a bad. Ah uh, yes, thank you, sir. Yeah. You, you told your bad joke without telling it. <laughs> no, I'm not one from a bad joke. <laughs> no, I'm saying oh, using oh, it. Oh. That's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> in terms of the conversation, because I do that with babies, I'll be like it, but I'm like you can't use that for other people. True, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why. But speaking. it's not very hard. We've we've been doing that forever. And yes, also language does evolve, or else you wouldn't have like people who study it. Right. Like. But yeah, but obviously, like I said, pretty polarizing, Austin, in terms of <laughs> we're just a halftime show. But it was a great show. I think we all can agree on that, yes. right, fellas? I was, hey, Fantastic. And we didn't defend nobody. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're still watching. But we do have to pay some of these bills, though. So we're going to kick it to a break right here. Bills. bills, bills, bills. But when we get back, though, we do have some talk about the WNBA, as we were saying before, and also the pay increase for the WNBA. You got yes. topics on there. So we'll be right back with you. We're gonna take. No, it's not time yet. We're gonna take. <laughs> it's your man, John Thomas Aloysius Booth, on behalf of <laughs> and T. Childers, official Childers of the Memphis Greenlands. And we uh, have some some revolutionary new system here as we restart J and T. Childers. We did have some, some difficulties, but we're back. And we're offering some charters for your loved ones when we pick you up from jail. And we have a first-hand account right now with uh, our good friend and driver, Mr. Antonio Tony Jackson. Uh, say hi to the folks, Tony. Yo, what's up, son? Hey, man, how you let me get locked up like that, B? Well, t- <laughs> you see, Tony, some sacrifice had to be made for the business. Nah, bro, you lucky I ain't snitch, homie. I don't get down like that. <laughs> well, if you had snitch, my copious amounts of attorneys would have just helped me get out of jail because I'm a white man in America. Man, whatever, you and your attorneys, homie. Uh, Look, so- man, I just need to ride back to the crib. Well, Tony, you're not going to come back to the company? We need you to drive the buses. We're back in business, Tony. Nah, B, I heard you tried to sell me to somebody, bro. Uh, uh, There's no evidence that I tried to sell you to anybody, Tony. Man, you sure about that? Because some cat rolled up with your limo, man. He was talking about he needed a driver, and he said you sold me to him. Uh, (laughs) uh, We'll talk about it later, Tony. But for right now, uh, we have... Uh, so special pricing on buses leaving jail. You can pick up your loved one for just a low, low price of six hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Still trying to, man. You're still trying to hawk these limos, man. I can't believe you, dog. Uh, t- t- Tony, keep your eyes on the road, Tony. 
Man, how come I'm driving, B? Because, Tony, we had to pick you up from jail, but you're still the only driver. All right, man, but I'm not finna be no intern no more. Okay, Tony, we'll, we'll work all that out. We can upgrade you from intern to uh, trusty intern. Comes with new perks. I thought trustees was in prison. So that's J&T Charters, official charters of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yo, B, I ain't going back to jail. All right, and we're back. Thank you so much to our sponsors. So for our next topic on the... Enjoy the sponsors. Just the one sponsor. Really. I enjoyed the money. The money was good. The money was good. Is that fine? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on though Our next topic on the docket <laughs> On the docket <laughs> We have a change for the WNBA In terms of the pay So we're just going to have a quick rundown from T. Huff About what those changes are And we're going to also talk about What we feel about those effects And the ramifications going forward Indeed. Kick it away T Yeah so basically I just kind of went Into the, the primary numbers here And it's pretty interesting um, So the terms of the new CBA that uh, goes through 2020 to 2027 uh, for the WNBA. Uh, 50, Yo, real inclu- quick, just for the sake of it, CBA uh, is collective bargaining agreement. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. I actually don't know what that is. Yeah, but, yeah. and I you know, just kind of no, threw could. it out there. <laughs> um, but uh, the big part of it is a 53, uh, 53% increase in total cash compensation. So I know we're probably going to focus more, you know, mostly on the yearly uh, money, but... Uh, this is going to consist of uh, obviously the base salary. Also, there's going to be uh, additional performance bonuses, prize pools uh, for apparently there's going to be some newly created like in-season competitions. So there's, they're going to be adding more ways, I guess, for the players to uh, increase their compensation. Uh, and then there's also going to be some team marketing deals. Under the new CBA, the league's top players will be able to earn cash compensation in excess of $500,000, uh, representing a more than tripling of the maximum compensation compensation under the prior deal um, other top players will have an opportunity to earn between 200,000 and 300,000 um, and for the first time in WNBA history the average cash uh, compensation for players will exceed six figures averaging nearly $130,000 so across the board the average pay for all the WNBA players will be uh, somewhere in the range of $130,000 which will be an increase for all the players from rookies all the way through veterans so um Obviously, when you start thinking about it in terms of what NBA players make and WNBA players, we we understand that obviously those numbers aren't really comparable. But um, just looking at it from a standpoint of and something that I kind of keyed on when I first heard about this um, was something that really stuck out to me was that these young ladies didn't even get their own rooms when they stayed in hotels on the road. Um, They had to share rooms. In hotels like that I know the other stuff should stand out the most but I to me just knowing like as a married person how my wife is about like just the bathroom and her privacy and things like that I thought to myself wow like to be on the road and go to go play a game somewhere and not even be able to rely on having your own room unless I'm a, apparently unless you pay for it on your own. It's crazy to me. But overall, from a compensation standpoint and the fact that they're adding in some new ways for the uh, ladies to get paid, this is uh, to me, this is a big deal. Um, and it also I also keyed on the team marketing deals, which I would think would put them in a position where down the line they're going to be able to make even more money. Um, so I think it's I think it's dope, man. Um, you know, I mean, we're talking about a league that's some 20 some odd years old now. So, I mean. This is a big deal, man. Well, it took too long. What's still, what's still to me, uh, with the numbers you're giving me, that it kind of goes to show you that, I mean, it, 
on in relative terms, they were not really getting a, a living wage. No, uh, which is which is why this is long overdue, long coming because. WNBA athletes literally had to work two jobs essentially to yeah. to sustain their careers. Mm-hmm. They had to they had their regular WNBA season and they'd have to go overseas and make actual yep. money that would actually sustain them and their families. And so f- for the WNBA to actually give them a chance to kind of work in their in their country and as per, you know trying to be the top professional right. women's basketball league in the country, mm-hmm. I mean in the in the world, they're actually trying to pay them like that is what they are as opposed yeah. to some kind of side gig that is just kind right. of related to the NBA that, you know, is tangential to whatever basketball right. mission that that well, they're on. Well, also think about the fact that if this can in, you know, you can look at the percentages here and we'll obviously know over the next few years. If this can keep some of our better players from having to go overseas to make money and on top of that, coming from the opposite direction. How many players is this going to start attracting from those other countries that are really great players mm-hmm. that were like, why the hell am I going to go and play in the WNBA and when I'm not going to make any money doing it? Yeah. You know, go to a country that, you know, I don't know a lot about and do it. And now it's like there's that incentive to not only keep our players here because they can make that living wage and be able to put down roots and do what they have to do, but also you have players that can come over here. And my hope is, based on what I'm reading and what I've what I've learned about this process, my hope is is that you can start seeing some of what you saw with the international players coming to the NBA going back some 20 some odd years when you ha- when you saw the Arvidas Sabonis and the and some of these guys that came over here and they were kind of pioneers and then it just sort of launched off into now it's like you know you've got international players like Luka Doncic that are like taking the league by storm and it's not an abnormal thing to draft some guy from Lithuania mm-hmm. or 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 Chechnya or wherever like you know it's like a, I probably named a country that isn't existing <laughs> but I mean the point is is that like there are no rules. there's a, there's that back and forth now <laughs> but I mean seriously though like you you there's guys that are that are scheduled to go in the lottery this year that a lot of us have never heard from and yeah. it's just like hopefully that can trickle down into the uh, WNBA to where there's a point where you're going to see that happen with the uh, WNBA because if it does, then you could see a growth of the league in a way that's very similar to what the NBA has done over the last 20 or 30 years. And if that, that I think, would be massive for the WNBA beyond the money. My hope is now, the- I, want, now I want Terrell to do a, an, an, a, an internal bid. He always calls Russia the Soviet Union. <laughs> Soviet Russia. <laughs> like I don't know why Chesnia came to mind. I'm like, why am I talking about Chesnia? <laughs> Can you point out Ukraine on a map? <laughs> he calls Turkey Istanbul. <laughs> Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Like Chesnia is probably not a country. Real, real I don't know. Because uh, y'all can speak to, to more about the other basketball stuff too. But just real quick, for one of the major pushbacks whenever financial compensation is taken into account for sports is the pushback of people saying, why do they deserve this money if they're playing a sport? Mm-hmm. So real quick to heart on the new pay, the average salary is going to be $120,000. Right. That's a good job. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's basically it. Like, if you think about it like that, like a six figure job isn't unheard of in America. So, for that to be the peak right. of physical fitness, perfection at your sport, you are 100% the best of the best at World your sport. World class athlete. And you're getting paid the same shit as some dude who went to college for a few years. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like, all right, well, well, shit. Like, that's not a lot of money. Yeah. But that's the pushback whenever you mention salary. And, right. it, and again, it shows you where it was at. Exactly. That's even worse. You still yeah. below that. That's what and you're then you have yeah. to consider travel and you have to consider. Like, like realistically, like, yeah. 120000 is enough to set your family up. Right. While you're alive. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Like, that's it. And then you got to think they're going to be retired. Well, that's if you are making that for like, what, 
Best 10, 15, 20 years, though. And, 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 How long do you play basketball? Right. That's the thing. Ten, yeah, and, and also, and that, you have to understand, that's to, for the average person that's not traveling all over the freaking yeah, country and world. Relatively speaking, this is a living wage. Right. As yeah. opposed no, to what it was yeah. before. Because exactly. like, people are going to say, like, well, 120,000, yeah. uh, uh, 120, I can live off that. Well, you got to understand. Ask people in San Francisco. You need a new fucking car. Have you ever lived in San Francisco? Well, also, a lot of people who make 120,000 in America don't have an agent. Agent that yeah. they have to pay as well to be yeah, like yeah, around yeah, the top exactly. goes your, to, your agent like, fee. Just to, to, to mention right. that real quick, that that is not a lot of money. No, really is. but that's going to be the pushback. And people are going to hear one hundred twenty thousand and be like, I can make fucking one hundred twenty. Yeah, but can you go out there? Exactly. And right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My jump shot is trash, so you're not going to see me. That's always my like response to people who are like, oh, why are they getting paid so much? I'm like, I'm sorry, are you going to retire at forty? Yeah. It, exactly. Like, are you going to have all of these like physical like mm-hmm. being athlete like an athlete being an athlete is really tasking on the body. Yeah. Like especially long term. I I'm like not anymore, but I did competitive swimming for 11 years mm. and I have things that I deal with now. Yeah. And I stopped at 18 being like competitive. So it's like I know Daniel played football. I mean, I have a I have to do yoga because I had a bad back for years because yeah. people just laid on me in the post. Yeah. Exactly. I, I played four years of, of, of high school basketball. Yeah. Like it, and my body was was already like, yo, yeah. no. So that's, that's like, that's my issue with that where it's right. like, okay, well, you sit down and you watch this and you're saying you can go out there and do it, but you're not. Right. And they're getting paid that much because they have, they're going to retire much right. like earlier than anyone else would you got to make up for that and like, a lot more term. beat up yeah i mean it, it's it's interesting because in in you know we talked about obviously over the last couple of weeks what happened with kobe bryant a big part of the reason why he was flying around in a helicopter all over los angeles area was because it was so much better on his body because he didn't have to sit in a car in la traffic because mm-hmm. he was able to get a helicopter and get somewhere in 10 or 15 minutes that it would normally take him two hours to get to because of traffic and things like that so it was, that was, it was also a family thing because yeah. he couldn't, he was missing his daughter's yeah. events. And it saved him time. It mm. saved him time and, and because he would go to practice at 4 6 o'clock or 5, 6 o'clock in the morning and his day would end at 7 30. And by the time he got home at night, and by the time he got home, and that's on a non game day, and by the time he got home. Because people who <laughs> don't live or know LA right. don't understand they that. Don't understand. I had forgotten yeah. it until I went mm-hmm. in December. And I was like, great, I'm spending like half my time here in traffic. That's yes. just wonderful. Well, yeah. And people don't think of it as, like, it's not just a job. It's not like a nine to five. Right. Kobe it's a can, life commitment. Where Kobe yeah. can just kind of plan his day around his daughter's mm-hmm. recital. Mm-hmm. Kobe, is, to be a world-class athlete, mm-hmm. you have to spend hours and hours and hours and hours in the gym. And right. then you have practice. Like, Kobe's whole mind is basketball. Right. And so, like, at seven o'clock, that's when he clocks out of work, even right. though he's been up since five doing yes. his craft. Uh, becoming one of the best basketball players of all time. Yes. People don't think of it like that. So yeah, he, he kind of needs a helicopter mm-hmm. to fly around. And because right. all they see is the payoff. Yeah. They don't see all, right. all they, of they the sacrifice. It, well, as people, as we've said before on the show many times, people think that being an athlete is easy and mm. it just comes to you naturally and there's no work involved. You show up and play ball. Yeah, you just show up and play ball because you're that's like, insane really good. to and me. That's, and that's yeah. not how it works. It takes whatsoever. like dedication and it takes a lot of yeah. Like, I also remember some of the guys that were like, oh, I can play her in the WNBA and I can beat her one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, that, that brought me up when y'all mentioned that earlier. Like, Dude, go online. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, Go bro. online. There's YouTube videos abound of WNBA players just making dudes look stupid. Um, yeah. I can't remember who it was, but there was... Um, uh, it actually was in college. I want to, for some reason, Tennessee sticks out in my mind. Maybe just because of how their prominence in, in uh, women's uh, college basketball. But there was a particular coach that would literally have dudes come in from like 
Um, oh, the the I think it was Pat Summit would have dudes come in from like the practice squads or the uh, the actual men's team like backups and stuff like that. She would have them come in and she would have her players play against them because the point was if you can play against them and you can physically match up with them, it's going to look like you're not going to feel so bad when you're going against UConn or when you're going against South Carolina because you've been playing against men. And that was the point. And they would be owning these dudes, Mm -hmm. like just crushing these dudes because everything from their fundamentals to their just down to the jump shot, everything was fundamentally done correctly because they were taught that way because they couldn't just jump over people or they couldn't just run over people. It was like, And it goes back to the dedication aspect because it's like, okay, I'm not going to entertain you with my physical feats of being able to run around people and jump over people. But I guarantee you, if my kid goes to look at a Tennessee basketball game from any era of Pat Summit, she's probably going to learn how to shoot a jump shot better than anybody. Well, honestly, I don't think, the, I don't think the average men physically can match up to like a lot of these women in I the WNBA. I, really I don't, don't think I really don't. Out there and run up I and down really with them, don't. Yeah. light them in the post, I don't think they can handle, well, handle it. At its core, basketball is a skill game yes. anyway. So long story short, it doesn't really the, – the physical difference is quote-unquote, yeah. you know, and, and I'm not here to litigate all that. But the physical difference is while they're there – you know, it's a skill-based game, mm-hmm. but the functional strength that you use in basketball isn't the same as what would be like boxing. Right. So it's just a very, like, you know, analogous, the, the two sports are the same, they're the same sport, but sure. the sports are the same, like WNBA, NBA, they're the same sport. Um, it's just, like, I would hope Pat Summit knows too, and I'm sure that's why she was doing it, to give him more confidence. Sure. Like, Look, y'all are world-class hoopers. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what y'all do. Right. This is go ball. And then right. the, and, that's the confidence that they give him that. to Terrell's point, yeah. if dude who actually plays basketball on a pretty high level that he was able to at least get recruited in some form oh, of fashion yeah. by Tennessee right. can't keep up with them, you sure as hell <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> play, yeah. play, yeah. Playing at the Y on Thursdays yeah. cannot keep up with, with like, world-class yeah. Yeah. Especially because the average athlete, quote-unquote athlete, the average athlete's been at the, the Y playing ball and then you got that one dude that probably could play college ball right. and he's out there dunking on everybody. It's like, yeah. oh, this dude's a baller. He's like, Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is a like, until you see him with other people that are, you know, yeah. that actually succeeded. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, this. And to pay that person $120,000 on average is like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. But that's. Well, I, uh, but but I also, not to cheat This is a great thing. Yeah. Well, actually, one of my hopes, though, because they're getting paid more, is that they'll be more like a marketing push for them now. Sure. Because, yeah. you know, kind of like in the. Yeah, in your regular job, the more you get paid, the more right. people expect of you or demand from right. you. So maybe the same thing for the players as well. It's like, all right, let's get you out there on a commercial uh-huh. or out in the community and stuff like things of that nature to kind of get your face out there because we yeah. get a return on our, our investment on sure. you. You would, yeah. and, and to piggyback off that point, I think this kind of shows like one of the one of the common arguments. Like the uh, the women's team hears this all the time. Uh, the U.S. women's team when they're like, "Hey, we deserve to be paid at the same as these bum ass men who never make a world trash." <laughs> yeah, uh, we deserve to be paid like them. And the, yeah. the argument is like, "Well, the money's not there because no one no one watches you, and 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 we you just don't make the same amount of money as you don't bring in the same amount of revenue as the men do." And, and that's always the argument is that the money's not there. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, I, think, I think this shows, uh, you know. It's but there. It's there. Well, no, 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 because they get the money actually from FIBA, though, or yeah. from the Olympics. So they actually pay them. It's not the country paying them, though. Well, I understand that. But I'm my thing is, like, okay, well, get paid, and then the country can divvy it out once the country gets the money. So it yeah. doesn't mean that we can't decide what to do with the money once we get it. But I'm not, And I'm not saying there's no economical argument there. I'm just saying oftentimes when someone tells you the money's not there, the money's actually Oh, the, uh, and, 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 yeah. and so yeah, I, I, it's always... They it's don't always, just get paid a flat rate per player? 
They get they get paid. Um, depends on how far they go in yeah, in terms but the, of the, the money's divvied up equally, right? I would think. Like, yeah, there's gonna be stars, but in Olympic play, I mean, y'all are the same. Right? There there's a pool that they have for men's sports and pool for women's sports, okay. and usually the pool is a lot bigger for men because all the advertising and everything. Well, that makes sense. So they're, so they're they're little yeah they're they're piece that they get from yeah. winning or getting second or third is gonna be bigger, and then gets divvied up. Yeah. So now I see all why that's a big problem because like yeah, the men's team. Fucking up in the first round of, <laughs> but but the other or not, it, or not even hey if they, they make it yeah yeah if they even make it but they still I mean, get the women's teams winning the fucking thing and they get right. paid less yeah I but my thing is like okay well once they get paid out from from FIBA for men's and women's put it together and then split between all the players right. for America well, FIBA, because they're all over in America you know, you know FIBA super corrupt so well no no okay, oh, I'm no, saying, no, 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 no that's something that I just wanted to make oh okay I don't I don't want to bog you down in my foolishness okay I was just fucking around with FIBA because I don't like them because <laughs> it had nothing to do with it oh okay <laughs> I'm actually sitting here still in disbelief at what you said about how they like tour like the money and how the the hotel room stuff yeah, yeah. because I'm like what is this club sports uh, that's what they're treated as they're, they're treated tra- like UIL athletes basically, basically like, it's like, like yeah like they're like two and three to a room because well, it just made me think <laughs> of when I was like doing sports in high school I'm like does it seems like pretty much the same where it's like it's a hobby and you have to have a job to actually yeah, make yeah. money in, in, in an analogous uh, uh, quote unquote analogous would be in the NBA uh, Mark Cuban got a lot of praise for giving his team a private jet because that wasn't a stipulation for the NBA at the time like before they had to be chartered out of whatever place like that Mark right. Cuban's like no fuck that I'm rich y'all are gonna fly a private jet so I guess the analogous thing for the WNBA would be like well it's up to your ownership to take care of you and they were all like nah we're, we're not gonna pay for it yeah it almost like we ain't making no money off of this so. it's like look y'all are professional fucking athletes y'all can't get them a hotel room well, they've been, it's, and it, it's like we've all been saying, they've been being treated like a second class organization, and these are mm. professional fucking athletes. Yeah. Treat them like professional fucking athletes. And they're finally on track to start doing that, and, and that should be celebrated. I but also, so, we yeah. should acknowledge that it, that it means that they weren't being treated like uh, world class athletes before. Right. The fact so, that this is happening now in 2020, yeah. Yeah. it's like long overdue. When the league is 20 something years old. Yeah, and, you know, and so and this is a league that's tied to the most progressive basketball, right. uh, the most progressive uh, league that we have right. in America. So, mm-hmm. so you know that tells you something. Mm-hmm. Like, before, <laughs> the, before the boom in the NBA, what in the, the late eighties, early what, before the boom in the NBA, what was the average contract before people started getting paid? It had to be at least nine hundred thousand ish plus, right? Is it for NBA, for NBA players, you're yeah. saying? Because I'm saying like uh, back in like like the Charles they, Barkley era, before they the, getting paid. before the TV rights. Yeah, exactly. Like the, even that had to be like five times this. Oh yeah, yeah no, it was absolutely. Right. And, and, and you got to account for inflation because yeah, that's what I'm saying. At like, that time, that dollar. So for this to be harder. forty years later, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like oh shit. Oh, moment of silence. Because it looks like it's doing something. I'm been sorry. Like that for a while. I didn't for, mean to make for, that part for context, of the context. Everybody right. points to the camera that we had set up for for the. For those that know, we're yeah, we're live streaming, y'all. That's why I caught the moment of silence. That shit during the Super Bowl, where everybody's. Just <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's watch and see what happens. Hey, I couldn't edit out all the silence. <laughs> <laughs> just play some music in background, D. Dang. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I guess kind of what we get into is that this is great, positive step, but it's also like. Y'all gotta realize this ain't much. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I still think it's, it's not nearly enough. No, I don't yeah, think. No, For me, it's, t- it's telling because even growing up, I had, I admittedly, had very little interest. Didn't I? Didn't even know that there was like a WNBA. Even I remember in elementary school, it was all Spurs, 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 yeah. Spurs, and then I would hear about. Um, oh, there's actually like a woman league. And I'm like, really? And so like, it wasn't even something that I never see. I never. I, I can't yeah. even. Yeah. Like I know very little 
about them, their name, like the names, and I think that that's saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. The American dream is to make it as a superstar, quote yeah. unquote, and that's not a career path for a, a young woman, and at least in the WNBA. Like, it's just not a career path. Like, they're not told as a, as a child, like this is a potential like dream that you can have. Yeah, to make one hundred twenty thousand playing in the fucking WNBA. Like, and that's not fair in that sense. Which is what I'm saying. Like, that, that needs to be acknowledged that there's no push a for women's sports in general, b for the yeah. WNBA. I think even overall in America, it's just that money talks. So yeah. you get your respect based on how much you have, yeah. how much you have, even if you're not a star or anything like that. So in that same sense, like say for WNBA players, say they're starting making like a million dollars a year, then it's like okay, I have to actually pay attention to them, like when they go out somewhere, because like oh, that's a millionaire there or something like that, yeah, or exactly. whatever they're doing. I need to watch what they're doing now because they have money, they can do certain things. But well, the fact that we don't pay them nearly that at all means that people are like, oh, well, I don't care about that because I mean. Uh, they're, they're women and they probably don't make no money anyway so why do I care about what they're doing or their sport or if I see them in person that's why it's always so hilarious to me when like if Joe Joe Bloke on the street is like I can't believe he's fighting over those tiny millions of dollars because you know if I was making 65 million I wouldn't oh yeah that'd be I wouldn't too. care to ask about an extra five I was like no man they uh, what they value you at means something yeah and so if you're the best quarterback in the league or best women's basketball player in the league or whatever what they pay you matters because that shows you what they value you at. That's anybody's job. Like, bro, anybody, if you make 65000 a year and they're like, oh, we're going to bump down to 50000 you'd be like, oh, okay, cool. I don't care about right. that. I'm By the way, 50, I like totally glossed over this um, and I, I, um, I, I had it in my head that I was going to mention this, but I thought this was probably one of the more important things, especially after listening to, um, oh my gosh, for the Lakers, um, the Lakers, the um, Sparks. Um, Lisa Leslie? Not Lisa Candace Leslie. Parker. Uh, Candace Parker talked about when she was so ready to plug Candace. Well, <laughs> she's gorgeous. She's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know. I know that's kind of messed up that I, I said know, she's so beautiful, but she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. I love her. But that being said, I'm going to say on the podcast right now that I love Candace Parker. Yes, I do too. Maybe she'll hear it. But but no. Hey, one last one. Quick shout out to quick shout out to Jamel Hill because she interviewed her on her podcast and she talked about how she had come back so quickly after maternity uh, leave and she had had a kid and apparently she like took a charge and uh, and it was a joke but she said t- she took a charge but she said part of motherhood motherhood is that after you have a baby you know going to the bathroom is an interesting um, thing and so she took a charge and and um, she said that and it was early in her career and Lisa Leslie was still there and Lisa Le- Leslie picked her up off of the uh, off of the court after she took a charge and she said you peed a little bit did you you peed on yourself a little bit. <laughs> and, and Candace Parker said yeah <laughs> so it was this weird thing but but let me let me the reason I mentioned that is because <laughs> it says here the reason I mentioned that is because it says players will receive motherhood and family planning elements Players to receive full salary while on maternity leave, a new annual child care stipend of $5,000, two-bedroom apartments for players with children, uh, workplace accommodations that provide a comfortable, safe, and private place for nursing mothers, new progressive family planning benefits of up to a $60,000 reimbursement for veteran players for costs directly related to adoption, surrogacy, uh, I, I have to be honest with you, I do not um, know this word, Usite cryopreservation I'm assuming that's a freezing of the eggs yes. and uh, fertility, fertility slash infertility treatment so um, that to me is massive because I did not know that those some of those things were not already yeah, just yeah, I was going to say healthcare. I was going to say that like I'm going on Austin's point I'm like that wasn't already 
What? No. What's funny is that I knew about all that, but I just assumed y'all knew they didn't get that kind of stuff, and so I didn't bring it up. Which is I I assume they I assume I assume they got that. That's the. Yeah, that's yeah. not even the bare minimum. Well, well, that should be quite. Yeah, that, that should be common sense. That also goes to another thing where uh, there's a bill in Congress about about this kind of thing, mm-hmm. paternity leave and even paternity leave, and how you know Americans don't really get it. <laughs> and so, like, there's a bill where they're trying to make it, you know, make us reach the standard of every other first world nation in the yeah. world. Yeah, and it's like it's like it's sad that we have to introduce a bill through Congress in the year 2020 that only gets us. To the kind of the edge of what other first world nations it are doing. It seems like it makes sense to everybody, though. It's like everybody, well, not everybody has kids, but everybody, you know, has been on someone with kids. They know someone who's had a child. I so actually it's like, just read a study that says that now dads are spending three times three times more amount of time with their kids than I read before. about that, yeah. And we're doing that in spite of there not being, like, a facilitation for fathers to do that. Well, you know how it is, D. This is a capitalistic society and everything is about the dollar you know you got to spend more dollars i mean and people don't think of it people don't think of it as they should as an investment in in someone you care about and someone who's a good worker for you they don't think of it that way they think they see the bottom line figure of well i have to spend more money to do these kind of things i'll have a worker who's not in it but i'm still paying him and all that kind of stuff and that's how those things get shelved yeah Um, that's how they're presented to to you know to congress and then to the american people and the american people like oh i don't you know because if you don't have a kid and even if even if you know someone who has a kid, it's, it's not the same as if you have a kid or have been through those kind of experiences. You're like, well, I'm not pregnant, or I'm not gonna get, you know, I'm, right? You know, it's, you, empathy is hard in this country. It really is. But I, I think even just like money wise, though, it's like you want to keep your employees somewhat happy so they're more productive. That's why you give them yeah, you some, sometimes a sick days or vacation and everything. Well, I, and I think that our, the fact that our generation is like having way less amount of kids has a lot to do with it too, because there's not going to be as much of a push for it. Yeah. If you don't like see yourself ever having kids, why would that be something of interest? Yeah, it's it's it, it's one of those things where it's you know America doesn't do empathy. That's a good kind yeah. of the bottom line. I mean, it, it, it's it's, it's, it's almost sad. laughed at. It, it's weird, wow. but it's like if you really sit back and look at some of the things that we see, whether it's television, whether it's the stories you read, social media, whatever it is. It's interesting. You almost it's almost laughed at. It's like this silly thing that other countries do that <laughs> why why do I need to like like remember the dumb argument when every when when there was all this fighting over the uh, Affordable Care Act? Remember that dumbass argument? Why as a man do I have to worry about maternity uh coverage or or whatever in my health care? I'm a man. I'm never going to have a baby. <laughs> Bruh, like you ain't got a wife? Like what the f- I mean, it says that you have to boil it down to yeah. some woman that's tangentially related to them to make them have any kind of empathy for it. Right. But ever it's since, like ever since that was like you brought that up, now every time I hear it, it, bu- it bugs it me. It bugs you, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, thanks, when, Derek. When it happened to me, that's what happened to me. So I'm glad I could push that on to you <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, now I hear it everywhere. It's like, yo, you can just respect women. You don't have to tie it to some kind of woman related to you. You can just respect them on your own. It's, it's fine. It's, no, it, it's but exactly it, so exactly. often that's how you have to do it. Well, <laughs> it's so, like you have to be like, you don't got a wife, a kid, uh, a cousin. A sister, something, mm-hmm. a daughter. So, so the narrative that, that I think has been most damaging in a lot of like modern politics to tie it into this is that the zero sum narrative that you get pushed on so many things, especially when it comes to healthcare. You're being told that if you pay this money, you're going to hurt something else. And when you hurt something else, like it's up to you. Man, I hate to interrupt you, but no, something it, else is never war. That's what I'm getting. I would like sometimes for it to yeah. be war that's, so that's hurt, but that's it what never is. When they tell you this is going to cost our American taxpayers 150 million dollars, it's like, all right, cool. Look at the fucking budget, bruh. And 150 million dollars is 
nothing. If it affects like anyone war related, it's the soldiers. And, oh, yeah. was, and, and then you turn around and fucking give Rush Limbaugh presidential medal for you. But look, point <laughs> don't is, get me fucking started on that. I'm still bugging Like, Rush right. Limbaugh is this shit? No, I'm just Oh, no. Oh, I got my article. I'm not going to claim this in my own, but there's an onion article saying that Rush Limbaugh, yeah, he agrees that the, the medal feels cheap and to know that Rosa Parks and some others have gotten it. I'm like, wow. That's <laughs> a great onion article, too. Oh. <laughs> like, it, I don't, it's it, honestly probably not satire. No, that's what I'm saying. He probably was like, yeah, I don't mean that much. I don't <laughs> anyway. want. I don't want to miss my chance to have a troll moment and say I've met Jamel Hill. So oh, that's there so dope. There you go. That's the best flex ever. Because I, wanna, <laughs> I like totally want to meet Jamel Hill. Well, I didn't just like briefly meet her. I was at a conference that she was speaking at, oh, so she. I actually got to be mentored nice. by her, like there for a couple go. of hours. So man, she's so amazing. There you go. Man. <laughs> if Terrell needed any more reasons to love me, <laughs> like I used to be Terrell's favorite writer, and then Mary. So I sat, I sat in a room like a hotel lobby with her and two other amazing journalists. Uh, one of them was at the Bleacher Report. I think it's what's called. Yeah, Bleacher, right? Bleacher Room. Yeah. Or is it Bleacher? Bleacher Report. Report, Report, that one. She was there, Christina Tapper. She was there at the time. It was her, and it was Imaya Nibanga, and she's at the AJ Plus. She's a a director there, and Jamal Hill, and they all gave me, like, well, it was me and three other journalists, and they were, like, just talking about She was talking, it was right after she had, like, right before she went to the, the Atlantic. Oh, she okay. was like in this yeah, yeah. period where she yeah and between, she was just between leaving ESPN yeah before and network. she was just talking about all that like she was talking about all of that stuff well, what she could divulge and just when, when Jamel truly stopped giving a fuck about what people yes about. <laughs> yes I enjoy that Jamel that's my favorite and I got to hear her be like that in person it was amazing because uh, ESPN Jamel Gave little fucks about what other people thought, but she didn't quite. She wasn't quite there yet, and then she left, and I was like, "Now I truly am getting full." Jamel. She well because that's what she was talking to us about. How she was like, when I was there, there was a lot that I had to just yeah sort of yeah yeah. And she's like, she but I'm gone yeah. now, it's, so it's the mouse. So they're yeah. restrictive. They're yeah, it's, it's yeah. Disney. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> just wanted the to share the, the true Disney channel. That's cool. ESPN. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. The mouse got the rules, dog. It was straight so far off topic. Shoot, but bro. I mean, I, I had to have that had to get flex. That was a good flex. No, no, not, not that. I was actually talking. About, we were off topic way before that. <laughs> I was just trying to. Oh, I'm gonna get even further. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna get even further off topic. Did y'all see that TikTok where they took? Uh, uh, yeah, Obi Wan. Uh, <laughs> my wife, my wife braided my son's hair, and so she's sending me pictures, and so they keep popping up. But um, um, did you see the TikTok where they took like uh, Obi Wan and Anakin fighting on like the uh, uh, SpongeBob one? And, 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 and but it's you Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, Duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're talking, but in Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck's voice, and I'm no, just like, that would have pissed me off. That's, that's an amazing scene. That's Day on Derek's favorite scene. Yeah. Someone did that. To I, it, no, it actually pissed me off too, though, because of that. I was like, "This sounds horrible." I don't like <laughs> this. Oh, I mean, Someone did that to a marriage story scene with Goofy and Mickey. Oh, it's hilarious. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I went way off, but that was so funny. <laughs> you have to watch that. Only here we get the hot takes from T Hub for the culture. Oh yeah. Well, we on it. Fuck TikTok. China's China's on some bullshit. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. Hey, 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 China's gone through some things, man. China is my king. <laughs> and India with some shit right now, man. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> oh my god. You have done that yourself. Mm-mm. I have nothing else sad. <laughs> and I rest my king. I rest my king. Yeah, I mean, obviously, step in the right direction. Very small step. Should have been, you know, quite a few leaps, but we're getting there. 
some progress is progress, you know, just for yeah. as with all as with all people of color. Disenfranchised <laughs> people. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we do we have uh, to be gotta, patient. We gotta take these baby steps because it's all they gonna get. So yeah, I, I say this for WNBA players: until you do right by me, everything you do gonna fail. No, there's a music around there, y'all. <laughs> I'm down on the side over here. <laughs> That's what every WNBA player should be thinking about until they get that right. Because I'm telling you right now. And, and you know what? Have a chandelier drop on and, and, hey, the, the next step is when Becky Hammond becomes the coach of the Spurs, that should be the next step. Because I'm telling you, that shit's a lot more likely than people know. And she's going to be the next level in that. And I'm telling you, they're going to have to start looking at situations like that and all these female coaches that we're getting right now and start understanding that. That just reminds me when everyone's like, oh, a, woman, a woman coach. Yeah. She'll never have the locker room. I, was like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Hey, don't get me wrong. Marcus Morris might not be too happy about something like that. But that being said. Let me get me started. Hey, you know what? Wasn't I'm, there a commercial like that? Yeah. It was like some some a female coach. What were we looking at? Was it during, during the Super Bowl? Yeah, was that? when they were talking about the uh, 49ers. There you go. I'm be like, yeah, yeah, by the way, a female coach. Because yeah, <laughs> like, the NFL was like, hey, we're doing it. And I'm like, it wasn't y'all, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, y'all claim it, but it wasn't y'all. <laughs> hey, we met up. We put them together. <laughs> y'all yeah, welcome. Like, y'all need to hire her. <laughs> y'all welcome. <laughs> but speaking of, of, of Marcus Morris, who was oh, a potential... Oh, Potential a, is this your king? It's a second. It may, it may come back at some point, Daniel. I, I heard, I heard some rumblings. Rumblings. Yeah, rumblings about the Super Bowl. There was some other controversy at the Super Bowl. This one, Shakira, involving no, no, no. She was perfect. We've already established. Bad Bunny. <laughs> bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> what is that bad about Bad Bunny? <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, Super Bowl controversy, the anthem, the national anthem. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. You know, you've been in stadiums before. Not everybody stands, but most people do get up and stand. But, you know, sometimes when you're by yourself, you ain't going to stand for the anthem. They should have, like, a stand cam now to see who is is standing. They did have a stand cam. Who failed? And Jay-Z was on it. Oh, no. Pove? Yes. H. Dizzo? H. Jay. Was he sitting alone? No. He was with some people, but he was sitting. Was he with the girls? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've heard this. I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, sin for the anthem, you get the fuck out of this country. Mm. Right? That's what's up. I understand, yo. So, uh, ask me. Ask me. I was worried. Jay Z, not stand for the anthem. Is this your king? Jay Z, not stand for the anthem? Is my king. Oh, yeah. I, I'm in yeah. support. Look. <laughs> Look, I'm right here. What I'm saying is that Al was just kind of doing a disservice just to what we're looking for for Colin Kaepernick, his movement, because we're like, oh, Jay-Z is supposed to be the new Martin Luther King, new Malcolm X. It's like, no, look, I'm a media mogul. Yeah, I was trying to speak out to help out Colin Kaepernick in terms because he's my friend. I also want to see him succeed as well. But in that same sense, though, it doesn't mean that I'm supposed to be like head pointing every single thing it is for social change it's like no that's not my position not my place I'm probably not educated on it in the first place I'm not all black people <laughs> I'm a businessman businessman first you know I'm a business and he did come back and say that well the reason I was sitting was because <laughs> no, you know he said I was sitting there for business reasons what yeah. his excuse yeah. was I'm not, not sure that you are not right. but in the end, I was like, let the man sit down, stand, do what he wants. Right. It doesn't matter if he's standing there or standing because it doesn't hurt the movement at all. It's really already been hurt because you're not talking about the movement really for a right. while yeah. since it's gone off the, off the rails. Talk about the movement. 
Not to mention the fact that you acted like Colin Kaepernick had nothing to do with the 2012-2013 season. But we ain't going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, we ain't going to it. <laughs> and I'm not really a fan of Colin kind of calling him out either. It's like, Colin, come on now, bro. Yeah. yeah. Come on. I was like, he was trying to help you out to get into it. Even if he wasn't doing it the right way, right. it's like it doesn't hurt what you were trying to do or what you should be doing now. That's kind of still what you're standing on just for him sitting down. What did Colin say? Well, Colin was saying, "Well, I thought we were no longer, no longer, no longer kneeling." Jay Z, yeah, he's just like we should be standing up now. Kneeling's over. Just right. trying to do other things, and Jay Z is trying to do other things I mean, in terms of trying to. I mean, you gotta admit, Colin was kind of just taking a. a kind of, it, it might, it might have been. It, 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 kind of it might have been in right. jest. Was, it might have really been him, like really like, right. It's like, yeah, well, because you're the league's boy, you can sit down there. But, but other people kind of took it and ran with this. We kind of yeah. got to know what's going to happen we, with your well, with your platform. Unfortunately for us, we, us black people, we can't fight in public. No, no, not <laughs> like that. Because then all the movements are changed. Yeah, so <laughs> I feel like he's hurting himself. He's kind of hurting his movement. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z, I mean, he, he he's just a man. Come on now. I mean, he he, 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 he he did some good he did some good things, but that's yeah. not the one that's supposed to be like leading you into the future in terms of like changing things just for black people as a I whole. I mean, he did preside over one of the dopest halftime shows we've had in a long time. So. That's true. He does good work as this well. This is what I think. This ridiculous that we're having this conversation at all because the 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 national anthem used to not even be a part of sports, and it's really wild that you're forcing this on people. Kind of dictatorshipy, and I've always thought that ever since I was like, why do I have to do this right now? Mm-hmm. We're literally here to watch people like. Uh, chase up like the best way I chase can, a ball across like the, the field the best way I can explain it is uh, I heard this analogy one time it's spot on it's like what if you were at a movie theater and like right before the movie yeah, they, made they, just you started, they just started playing the national anthem you'd be like yo this is fucking weird as fuck bro <laughs> it's <laughs> weird exactly it's always so, been weird to me yeah well, I'm definitely not pro like like any kind of uh, propaganda which is what this is this, yes. this is propaganda in this sense but I will say that that me personally, I can speak to to at least what the anthem would stand for for me and why I'm I'm honestly okay with the tradition, but I'm not upset if you don't stand for it. That's right. not my position. I can't force that on you. But I do think that the foil of it is that a it is a time for remembrance of of, of military. At least for me personally, it's a time for remembrance of military and both the sacrifice for they made. So that's why for me, I'm okay with the tradition of standing before the game because you know it is a moment to reflect. B just where the the analogy with the, the movie theater. It's just sixty dudes and or eighty dudes and eighty people in a room. The in a, in a stadium, it's a little more powerful when you got an entire. But, but why is like why is the stadium sacred though, and not like your well, home? No, I'm not saying like, you get any to large group of people well, for a demonstration. Well, to counter that, power. to counter that is I because you can we be seen. We had a national anthem before my basketball games. But no, that's no, a stadium yeah. of like that's, 50, that's no, a stadium of like fifteen dudes. I would like, say no, that's this has gone, gone a little far. That's the trickle down from the sports though. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But I'm saying like if you can, if, if we're if we're making the analogy and we're kind of torturing the analogy now, yeah. <laughs> is that it doesn't you know, hold up? If, if, if I can do it in my fifteen person stadium before my basketball game, then right. yeah, you can do it in every eighty person movie. It's not that it's it's not, it's not, it's not a knock and the difference saying, is it's not a knock saying like we shouldn't have national anthems. It's just a weird place to do it. No, and the difference is the government didn't give money to movie theaters to play it before. Well, yeah. before and before that's where I have problems. I mean, for me, this is... I can never look at something and just look at it like with one layer. It's multi-layered. So for me, I just feel like it's really weird and shamey and like it's just propagandish to make someone feel like this is the only time where you can take time to to honor yeah. people who have who are doing, you know, like people in the military, people who have sacrificed. This is not the only time that you can do it and it's not the only time you should do it. Yeah. And I just think it's weird the way that it's become so wrapped up in sports. But also for me, growing up with with parents who are like 
expats from Mexico. Mm. It's very polarizing. The the national anthem is very polarizing for for two people who are like we're on land that was stolen from us. And uh, so you really don't have to stand for this if you don't want to. Like, yeah. my dad actually is in the opposite is that he's very like respectful of it and he stands for it. But for me, it's always been this thing where it's like, there's the national anthem wasn't apply doesn't apply to me. It wasn't written for me. It was written for someone who owned people that looked like me. Mm. So for me, that's just it's something that I can't divorce from. Yeah, and I'm someone I I have like I'm married to a veteran, so I know what it's like. To, to go through those sacrifices i've been through like as the wife of someone that went to war i've been through that so to me it's very like i'm not saying that you're saying that no but it's very reductive for people to be like if you don't stand then you don't respect any of that and it's right. like i'm yeah. sorry but did you like go to war or exactly or if you did did you not realize you don't know my story you don't know what i went through so it's like this is not a time to be like it just it goes into a lot of things it's like okay you want to you want to revere them then let's talk about how veterans get treated when they come home let's talk about how a lot of them are homeless let's talk about how there's people who are like mental health is treated terribly in the military the suicide rates i don't want to i don't want to cheapen it to to cheapen church either but like to me it's the the act of going to church you're paying your service when you go to the game so you don't have to think about it ever again and i agree that it's fake in that sense that's what i'm saying it's like y'all really care about this then how come this is the only time you care about it and you don't want to talk about the actual issues let's talk about the real issues and stop trying to be like oh well if it's funny because just last week i was picking up and i should have known i was picking a barbecue uh at grady's and i started laughing because the guy that went after me was wearing a shirt that said if you don't respect the flag then let me help you pack and i started laughing like really loud to where he could hear me and my daughter was like yeah and and i started laughing and my daughter was like please don't mom and i was like just loudly like it's so funny isn't it how like close-minded people are and like my daughter's just like please don't do this right now i just want my sweet tea let us get the dinner first the life of a child of a journalist i'm just like mom's gonna red again oh no you gonna get this smoke she's like that's not she the kind of not. smoke I want. I just want the ribs. I just want smoked ribs. I don't want actual smoke. It's like, hey, either you in on it, either this. you in on it, or you go get in the car. <laughs> it's like, look, baby, you're going to learn about these values and morals. <laughs> Listen, but yeah, so for me, yeah, it's just though. something that's really hard. So for me, I don't, I, I used to participate when I was little and I stopped. It, something that bothers my dad for me, it's for me personally, it's just, I think that it's true. There's some people that need that reminder. But if yeah, someone, I, I, I guess what I was more legislating, or legisl- I was more trying to defend is so the existence of the tradition. I don't feel this is one tradition in a myriad of traditions that's steeped in, in, in hatred. I think this is one tradition that is, for the most part, well, innocuous. I, no, yeah, I'm not trying to feel I, otherwise. I'm not trying to no, say no, it right. I was never trying to say that. Oh, no, yeah. I was just pointing out it's a weird fucking thing to do. It is. <laughs> and, and really, at the end of the day, it is a moment of propaganda, like you're saying. It, it is a moment for everybody to get up and celebrate the flag and pretend like everything's great. But I always and, thought it was more for you to kind of show your pride in like your own country in terms of your pride in America, not like yeah. just the military, but like you being American, being a part of it. Yeah, yeah. So I would think if you maybe don't feel prideful at this point in time, want to sit down, it's on us to kind of make you feel prideful at some point in time to no, kind of change your mind. Was that right. he was kneeling when he met with a old boy, uh, the military guy? He met he, with a military man who said him kneel. Yeah, right. because you're kneeling because that would that the makes military man's name is Nate Boy. Thank you, Nate Boy. And then that's what I was saying. Like when when that that's literally the message of it. And I'm I again I, to me, I'm just speaking on what it means to me personally yeah. because I do stand for the anthem. Yeah, but I'm at home. I'm not standing for the anthem. That's some bullshit. But I'm saying, <laughs> but, but, but what's the, what's the reason why you stand though? Do what you're saying? Like, is, is it more because like how you feel about your country because how you feel about the military for the country though? I, 
you know, it's complicated because I, I really do feel like I, I, I don't like America, but I still believe in the promise of America. Yeah. And we've argued about this a little bit before that, like, the origin of America, I think, is innocuous. But like you've, you've said before, I'm pointing to Derek as I say, is that we've had arguments about this on, like, the Founding Fathers. They don't care about minorities. And I'm not trying to say they did, but I do feel at least in they some way, shape, or form. They didn't have concubines. <laughs> hey. <laughs> they recognized. Anyway, I'm, I'm, that's a stupid joke. I, did, I was, yeah, was going to make, like, a stupid joke. Like, even back then, they knew about Shakira. <laughs> Just to introduce some nuance into this. Oh, wow. <laughs> but when we argue about that, I'm not trying to say that the founding fathers are all bad or all Oh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm always trying to introduce some yeah. nuance into the equation. Yeah, to me, where I'm, you can understand that the founding fathers, you know, they put a little, a decent and okay framework in place. Yeah. It wasn't a perfect framework, yeah. it had holes in it. They're not perfect people, they have holes in them. And I, I'm always just trying to, yeah. you know, attack the hero worship the aspect hole, of stuff. The yeah, 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 hole no, within the well, dome. I suspect I'm cool with all that, but I guess for me personally, you know, I stand because A, it is a chance to, to respect America, and I, I do at least in some way, shape, or form respect what America yeah. is, and I'm never going to turn on that, at least we, we, no matter how much I hate. We, we agree, I respect what America... Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to say you we, hate America. No, we, no, I'm saying we agree that I respect what America try to be about, I just yeah. wish it'd be about it. <laughs> there you go. I, I, wanna, I, I just wish I, what you actually try. I just wish you would get around to the business of being about it, you know? I do want to establish that for me, I think I'm just really jaded, because yeah. I, I did such deep dive, like, studying about the history and the like the problems that soldiers of color went through mm. they would go to fight they would come back i've met soldier veterans like this chicano latinx veterans who returned to worse treatment oh, yeah. after fighting so for me it's like why would i do this because white organizations are telling me to pretend like everything's okay when if my husband went to a random part of the country they wouldn't know that he served because he's not in the uniform and they wouldn't have they wouldn't think twice about being racist to him yeah. So it's like, mm, you can keep it. To me, I'm just like, Ali's one of my favorite people of all time because he famously has said, like, I ain't gonna fight for America. Y'all, y'all fucking hate me. You call me the N word. I ain't gonna fight for you. Fall for me. Ain't no Viet Cong never called me. <laughs> exactly. And that, to me, is like, yeah. Right, as a, man. <laughs> as someone who is like a has an unofficial history minor, like, once you know where the fucking bodies are buried, it's very hard to view. Thank you. To view yeah. the country yeah. in, the, in the same yeah. light. It makes, like, you, I, it makes you very yeah. jaded, and like, you try to kind of keep hope, especially like. Uh, Tanahisi Coates, Tanahisi Coates, uh, he said this thing one time. It really stuck with me. It's kind of bleak, but it, it also was kind of hopeful at the same time. It's one of those things where they asked him, "Is like, hey man, you ever think you ever think America's gonna get to the place where we're not racist?" And he was like, "Absolutely fucking not." Like he didn't say it that way, obviously, but that's basically essentially what yeah. he said. It was like, "Absolutely fucking not," but it doesn't mean we should stop trying. That kind of must be when people were like, "Oh, it's the it's the back to the Roaring Twenties. What what do you, you want to be born in? What day you want born in?" <laughs> we're always like, "Uh, yeah, right uh, fucking now." <laughs> like, they're like, "Why not? It's, it's for fun." It's like there was no fun for us back yeah, then at all. <laughs> it's like that one's so funny to me because it's like a kind of a double whammy. It's like, hey, no, like, actually not, but B. Immediately, immediately following that, we went into the fucking most crippling depression we could ever possibly imagine. Yeah. For so me, maybe let's not emulate the, the fucking Roaring Twenties. For me, I've I've seen people who are like, oh, it's the Roaring Twenties again, and I'm like, yay, I'm gonna go like t- get taken out and get shot by the yeah by the Texas Rangers. Oh, you joy know, for me! Like you gotta understand, everybody, everybody wearing flappers. <laughs> with no zoo suits for some of us. <laughs> I'm like my journalism my journalism career would be non-existent I would not be able to be anything other than running for my nah, life man. me and Daniel forever running into that, that situation like hey yeah. what, what decade do you want to be born in right the fuck like, out right? <laughs> right the fuck I never thought about that until I was, like, I was like I love time machines and he's like because <laughs> he's like I can't go with you <laughs> I'll tell you what it's like <laughs> 
<laughs> I have never been able to see those memes the same. Another thing that Derek changed, I'm like, I'll never unsee that. It's true. Why did you know you can't ever go back in time, dog? It, it hurts. It does. It's like I want to view history from a personal. So it's like it's like I can't be wishbone. <laughs> I just personally, I know too many things going on right now that I'm like, I can't like sit here and pretend that everything's okay for the cameras that are going to watch it yeah. around the world like everything's fine smile like yeah. stand you shouldn't be expected to but so, unfortunately that's what the court of public opinion is that's why i'm like you know what for me but him sitting during the national anthem is also my king so tie you know and, and y'all are right and i agree with you but to tie back into it i like how daniel fucking donald trump i like how daniel's rant was commandeered by an actual segment know, right, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what happened with my rant two weeks ago that's how we do it kind of like recently now that I've noticed. Yeah, instead of rants, it's just become a, another general topic. Yeah. Jay-Z sat because he was working. He didn't care if he came as long as he was just doing his thing. There is a fucking 30-second plus video of Donald Trump during the anthem at his party at Mar-a-Lago. Doing the damn well, thing. Pointing at people, be like, hey, hey. And then he's like, shit, this, this is still going. And then he like stands in front of his chair like he's about to sit down. He's like, fuck it, I'm done. This is... Perhaps he was also working, Austin. <laughs> Working the crowd. Leading, yeah. Yes. Uh, delegating he work. Was, he was working diligently trying to find out where Kansas City like, Congratulations. You, go spread freedom over there. You spread freedom there. I like, I like how it was funny because I tried to give him a pass for that a little bit just because it's a common mistake. And then I think it was Austin who reminded me. It's like, yeah, me, you can do that. The president of the fucking United States is yeah. allowed to. And I was like, you're right. Well, yeah. Nah, bro, you don't get to make that mistake on me. <laughs> it's not the mistake the president gets to make. Uh, yeah, yeah, he has media people and stuff. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, that's absolutely right. Anyway. He's also the president that doesn't like address the nation formally anymore. He just tweets, so it's like he's the, the president that doesn't read. You know, when you don't have to hit send until you double check it. <laughs> but he's like, <laughs> fuck it, it's good. It's fine. I, I, isn't it weird how like quickly people forgot the time that he tweeted coffee fee? <laughs> <laughs> so quickly from that because well, he makes another mistake. I mean, it, it, there are t-shirts with coffee fee on it. And it's neither here nor there because the whole thing's a fucking tr- whatever. But like that, that to me was like, don't focus on this, y'all. Focus on everything else. I was like, don't. Like he made a spelling error. Uh, he had no idea what he was saying. Like I get it, but like focus on the shit he's done yeah. consciously. Oh my god. But it's yeah, just... I don't know. Yeah, neither here nor there. But yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. That was the thing. We all go. We all go on that. Any, yeah, I think any, we all go uh, on that one. Oh yeah. I like, I like how Dale adjourns court, man. <laughs> everyone has it. Everyone, everyone had their say. Yeah, democracy. Speak now. <laughs> I say good day, sir. Yeah, so yeah. Yay. Better hurry up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we people. Austin's getting hungry, so. <laughs> Austin's determined to eat my fucking crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat up for that. I feel like they're still lying. I dropped one. <laughs> Bought crackers? I mean, I, I paid for the meal, but the crackers came oh, okay. oh, right, sure. <laughs> for... Hey, hey. You want to give a little tease for our, our next our next podcast coming up? It's about crackers. A little tease. About, this one was about crackers. <laughs> Is it gonna be about crackers? Honestly, I don't know because we're we're gonna do the Star Wars podcast finally. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're finally doing that one. Um, I don't long know awaited, long coming. First. I also don't know if we're gonna get a chance to record. What do you? What is? Have you come up with the? Is this your king? Yeah, that, he said, was, yeah. that was oh. your that was your task. Did he lie to us? But, so we're doing two. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know which one's going to be edited first. That's why I was like, I don't know how to. Oh do no, this. I don't have another one for the other podcast. You don't? Well, apparently, told you apparently, to apparently, a special edition of Is This Your King about Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. See how I produce that and fix that on the fly? Yeah. Because I'm going to do well. The Jay Z thing was for it's just a rant. 
Yeah, see, this is the problem with having a segment that is called Is This Your King? And yeah. then having a podcast that is also called Is This Your King? You thought I was talking about you for the segment, but I actually was requesting you come up with something for the show. Ah. So now you gotta do both. Okay. All right. And that's how you produce on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes, people. I got Terrell still deep in research, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I'm looking at pictures of <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith. You said Pinkett? And I'm trying to close my thing because my wife is text that my wife sent me 10 minutes ago coming through on my, I'm like, stuff off. Well, never mind. This is new. He didn't even clarify. He's like, he's not looking up pictures of like Google or Jada Pinkett Smith. Nah. Pictures of him with Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> All right. I see some things going off the rails a little bit here, y'all. <laughs> she posted a picture and I, it just popped up and then I was looking like, at oh, it. Oh, by That's the way, I met her once. I met her once. So, for our sign-off, for here for T. Huff, Austin Brezina, D.R. Lewis, the third. Not the third. Not the third. Not oh, all right. Special guest, Mariana, and myself, your host, Daniel Davidson. This is The Weekend at Take. The Weekends. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's back. He hasn't been here the last few times, but he's back. But sports do not. your milkshake. The Weekends. Alright, this has been the weekend to take. This has been the weekend to take. Because the weekend was for the show. Goodbye. Weekend to take. <laughs>